Welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. I'm Jay Late Night Larson. And I'm Lyndon Chalky Cabellion. In each episode, we will be talking to different surfers and surf shops to learn more about them and their passion for surfing. We will be diving deep into their experiences as well as their involvement and contributions to their local communities. Be sure to check out our website and Instagram feed for updates on future shows. Thank you for your support and we look forward to sharing these great stories with you. Getting a new vehicle can be stressful, but not at Lake Elsinore Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram. That's where surfers go inland to purchase their new and used vehicles. Otis Mineral Glass Eyewear. Born on the rugged, surf-rich coast of Western Australia, they create sunglasses that look good, last the distance, and complement an eclectic lifestyle. Mineral Glass Lenses, environmentally friendly, scratch resistant, with perfect clarity. Otis Eco Acetate is made from resources widely found in nature like cotton seeds and plant matter using natural non-fossil fuel binders. That means the acetate part of our frames is non-toxic, recyclable, and certified biodegradable. Otis Glasses is beautiful. Late Night with Chalky is supported by Inherent Bummer. Surf entertainment, thoughtful writing, surf videos, music, and fresh hell for the core surf community. Remember, it's not the end of the world. Subscribe and check it all out at inherentbummer.com. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Neon Wave. Neon Wave is an internationally local shop, a concierge to the modern nomad. They bring together carefully chosen surf, fashion, art, and snowboarding gear with a curatorial eye that's drawn to the best of the best, technicality, creativity, and sustainability. Their team is born from nature, raised by the wave, and nurtured by the culture they support. This is Neon Wave. We look forward to moving forward. Check them out at thisisneonwave.com. Surfa CBD, grown by surfers for surfers to help you maintenance your body after a lifetime of surfing. Follow us on Instagram at Surfa. S-E-R-F-A-C-B-D. A wave key letter from Surfscriber at Biller Bainey. Got to ride some waves today after watching your live stream on takeoffs. I felt much more centered and focused on my takeoffs and my results were solid, balanced, no bobbles or misfires. Concentrating on a proper takeoff like you demonstrated set up the rest of the wave for me. This is a new feeling. Thank you very much, WaveKey. Late Night with Chalky listeners get 10% off when they subscribe to WaveKey. Use promo code ChalkyWaveKey, C-H-O-C-C-Y-W-A-V-E-K-I, for 10% off. Sign up today. WaveKey was created by Brad Gerlach to help improve your surfing. WaveKey is a land-based systematic surf training method. For all surfers, for all levels. Check out wavekey.com. That's W-A-V-E-K-I dot Friends and family, brothers and sisters, welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. <laughs> We're in Dana Point. Our guest has deep roots here. He was trading t-shirt graphics for checks back in high school for marquee surf brands. <laughs> He flirted with pro surfing, but with a background in fine arts and design, he had other opportunities to consider. At an early age, he got snatched up by Gotcha. <laughs> Woo! 
killing it. Yeah. That brand was at its peak probably in that day. Yeah. For it was sure. At, it was at the crescendo. Yeah. <laughs> and over the last 30 years, he spent the majority of his career with iconic brands like Quicksilver and Billabong, creating board shorts, t-shirt graphics, apparel, everything under the sun. He also created the Cosmic Creek Challenge or Contest. Is it a challenge or a contest? I don't know where uh, to find out. It's, it's an a, event? It's a, gathering a of gathering? The, it's a gathering of the tribes. He also started the Dana Point Surf Club. Yeah. 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 Heavily uh, rooted <laughs> here locally. And he's back creating, designing, freelancing his services and focusing a lot of his time giving back to the community. He's a legend. Yeah. A motherfucking legend <laughs> in <laughs> our fucking industry. And we're fucking stoked. Welcome to the show, Eric E.D. Diamond. Yeah. Dude. Thanks, guys. Dude, this is awesome. really sweet. Yeah. Those are you, kind you, words. Well, thanks. I, he's <laughs> I trying to be good at that. Makes me proud of myself. I try <laughs> to keep good at that. I try to keep it concise, but yeah. uh, I mean, there, there's yeah. sometimes where, you know, we don't have an hour for an intro. We're going to talk about all the, all the yeah, highlights and highlights. Yeah. 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 But, uh, to your credit, you know, we, we tell people, oh, yeah, we got ED coming on, oh, yeah. or, you know, yeah. and people are like, what? You got ED coming on? That's going to be fucking insane. So, yeah. <laughs> and and yeah. that's the that's the beauty of our, our culture and our industry and stuff is it's we always talk about how webbed it is. You know, we talk to somebody and other four, you know, names, yeah. pin names get brought up. And then it's it's like that across every interview where. You know, it's such a melting pot of yeah. of of people and relationships and brotherhood. It's awesome. Yeah. And your name gets brought up a lot. And I heard that. Shit. I was kind of tripping. Yeah. Like somebody said, yeah. Like I remember playing like hide and seek with Archie and <laughs> no, like the old stuff because yeah. Boothie and I like crossed paths when we were like twelve, and I was like, who is this guy? Rips. He's got such good style, and yeah. it's pretty cool as we get older that um, not only are our kids getting together now, which yeah. is even rather, I yeah. think. But they were all, and, and a lot of, I'll, I'll give the West Coast Board Riders a lot of props on this. Oh, it's man. brought a lot of, like, it's old school guys. Like, yeah. I was just on the phone with Boothie the other night, and we were, like, discussing, like, if I if he was going to poach one of my girls or something. And <laughs> it was so rad. And I'm like, dude, she lives in Laguna. She, she yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but it, that's been a really cool thing, I think. Yeah. Bringing, what what bringing Ziggy and we did. You know, that's yeah. really cool. And, and there's, yeah, I mean... Because that happens like when your kids are at WSA and you know, I run into Peter Mel and we talk about the old days and yeah. stuff and it kind of used to happen with trade shows, you know, for, for all intents and purposes, like, you know, I used to dread trade shows, but it was kind of cool at least to see guys that you used to surf with for years and years yeah. and years. So, But the going back to the board riders on yeah. how, yeah, you grew up in one town and now you live in another and it's kind of like, well, who, who do I surf for? You know, yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Locked is like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, um... CC Betchloff is the worst. Oh, is he the guy like he's just like he's on the DMZ, right? Like you're just like, well, he's kind of lived here for a while yeah. now. Yeah. Who's he serving for now? Ventura. Ventura? Yeah. yeah. A lot of our guys that did, did well live down in Cottons now. Yeah. And you're like, dude, he's a Dana Point guy, but he lives in Cotton, yeah. so he's like, and, he's like, oh, and I don't that's the beauty of it because Vinny serves for you guys, right? Oh, Vinny's in fifties now. Yeah. And Pato. Yeah. This is even better because these guys just crossed the crescendo. Yeah. Nice. That's gonna nice. be heavy. So now I can guys. sit back and those guys can go do the deal. I know. The show is not about any of those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. show is about okay. Eric E. D. Yeah. Diamond. Yeah. Let's but I was stoked that my name was brought up a few times. <laughs> I do love that. Of course. Yeah. Come on, dude. Oh, yeah. From here on out, I'm yeah. sure. And one thing to... 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Kind of like point out to our listeners, it's like, it's crazy. Like the surf industry is a multi-billion dollar industry. But what's crazy is it's all started from little hot spots you know quicksilver was yeah. you know came about in australia but newport beach fucking oh yeah made on the map well yeah. i could even go back like you know when my dad was doing clark phone from 1967 to 1982 just going to russell alone like there's a, like where i grew up in dana point it's hobie you know hobie yeah. taught everybody this is a master you got guys, Terry Martin, Mickey Mignos, like it's the whole Patterson brothers. There's a whole tree here and it's very, very special. But a lot of people don't know that also in a lot of other towns like Newport with what Russell did with Timponi and Stussy and all that guys yeah. like that. There's so many like it always starts with kind of this iconic person and then hopefully he gives back his knowledge and then you get all these other shapers and For stuff sure. like that. And now like even in our town with Tyler Warren and. You know, obviously Timmy and everybody, but yeah, a resurgence. Yeah. It's of pretty a, rat. A seed yeah. that yeah. branches out. It's like them. every city has this tree, but then these roots go down, and yeah. then you find all these wonderful people within it. But a lot of times, it starts with like a surf shop, yeah. which is kind of heavy. Yeah. Love it, you dude. know. Yeah, One surf shop. I mean, I did some T-shirts for Bing, and then I, you know, I had to do more history on the South Bay, and like Bing was like a Hobies of the South Bay. Yeah. And, so and, all these things. And that, what, what's cool about this show is we, we're learning so much yeah. about the past that yeah. we never would have thought and, of thinking and, about. And that's what we're sharing along with everybody's journeys through that. But yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the history of surfing and the way, like you mentioned, how, how it tears down right. because of people giving back. And, and, yeah. and it, it all comes down to this passion and surfing like i mean it's it's a culture it's rad. it's a lifestyle i mean I think yeah. we take it for granted too we for all sure. we're all like oh, i know that guy whatever you know yeah. like but it's like when you really kind of start yeah, peeling it's a it business back. it's an industry it's yeah. all it's all of everything yeah. but it, it's it's everybody's you know like what does it mean to me you know yeah, yeah. and it could mean i'm into longboarding or retro boards or twin fin or i'm into you know right. airs you know like right. there's just so much to so to I, find your your place uh, we want to talk about you, okay. but since yeah. you brought up your dad, yeah. Since you brought up your dad, yeah. And, and first let's, of all, let's talk we, about where we're at right now. Yeah, we're in your we office. Are, okay, so we're above a surf shop, which yeah. is a great place to have an office if yeah. you're in the surf industry. Um, this is where apparently John Severson started Surfer Magazine in so like six. Crazy. You got to go in the bathroom, dude. It's like blue tile and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. So in this building is where Surfer Magazine started. And this is what's so cool about Dana Point because it is kind of really the birth of the surf industry, yeah. quote. Um, so you had Hobie's over here. 
And but a lot of people don't realize you had Surfer Magazine right here, and then next door in Paul Allen's building, uh, Bruce Brown was making the Endless Summer at the you know reel to reel with the you know the loop thing and the film in the next, in the building, next building over. over. So, so you know, gnarly. so you have all these dirt fields, and then you have a few kind of these sparse buildings, little you know. Cause these are like condo. I mean, there's like a bathroom over the shower. It's really yeah. cool. I could I could picture like Severson having guys come in and yeah. you know wet surf the creek or, or boneyard or whatever. Tongue tongue and groove roof. You got yeah. single pane uh, aluminum frame <laughs> windows. We can hear everything <laughs> right by. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's a it's a cool building for sure. But so there's a lot of history here, and I'm like. I'm really privileged to be in this spot, yeah. you know. So I try to wave the flag, and what I always and try it, to do. And is it's right around the corner from from Creek, and I got Creek points. on this side. I got the headlands, and then I got offshore boneyard in the afternoons, yes. which was the place to go, even back in the day. A lot of these pictures. So going back to your dad. Yeah. Your dad, you were telling us he was from inland Montebello, right? Dude, he was from a heavy. He was like friends with Edward James almost, and like I have guys on the North Shore come up to me and go. My my dad took on like the whole football team at Montebello and saved the guy. And these like North Shore guys come up and, like your dad saved us and like it was heavy. Like he was kind of a he was he's really good looking and very charming, but he was kind of a badass too. Yeah. And uh, his senior year, because he was a wind and sea surf club guy, he moved down to La Jolla and graduated. I guess La Jolla High School his senior year. And then Montebello is where? Like it's inland, right? It's, it's gnarly the, LA. Yeah, okay. it's, it's, it's like, like this between 605 and yeah. the 710 yeah. off yeah. of like the, the hood. Yeah, okay. it's a yeah, it's it's flat. Like, it's, yeah. you know. And so I always hear some radical story, but he loved it down here. I, apparently like he was always down at Boneyard, you know, with his, you know, Marlboro 100 and his clean car and he's super stylish and he was really close friends with like Billy Hamilton and those. It was that age group. Wow. Okay. And then so he was immediately here. He worked for Hobies. He tried to open the first GNS store across the street from Hobies with Mike Henson and Billy Hamilton and this guy Bill Andrews, I think. Wow. And he was living with Ron Stoner up here above uh, Strands in the apartment. Yeah. Um, so Ron Stoner is like the a, photographer a, from okay. Surfer. Yeah. Yeah. And Steve Kroll. And so they opened a GNS store across from Hobie's when you, the red fins were really hot. Yeah. And these aren't nose riders; these are like speedboards for trestles. Okay. GNS red fins. This was like the Henson models and stuff. Okay. And so they tried to open a store, which is kind. Of, it was like when I left Quicksilver to go to Billabong. Yeah. You know, it was just like what? Yeah. You're going across that's, the street? That's yeah. A game. Yeah, it was heavy, yeah. right? That's, that's a game move. versus game. That's a, yeah. And, but these guys were, you know, it's Billy Hamilton and Dog and him. I mean, these guys are pretty freaking stylish, too, against, like, you know, Corky and the kind of more of the contest nose-riding machine and all with all the trophies and stuff. And this was kind of the new era with the, yeah. you know, less of this, a little bit more of that. Yeah. And uh, I think the store lasted, like, my dad said somebody threw a brick through the window or something one time and they would leave it, you know. and They, they knew would, it was going to be problems, Yeah, it just right? was, yeah, because you got to remember, Hobie and GNS. Symbol is the sports stock market that allows you to profit from your sports knowledge. There are two ways to make money on Symbol. First, every time a team you own wins, you earn cash, win payouts. Second, just like the stock market, if you think a team's going to increase in value, you can buy low and then sell high for a profit. Use promo code SD to make your first deposit risk-free. That means even if you lose money or just decide the market isn't for you, Symbol will refund your initial deposit, no questions asked. At one point, there was 
Yeah, those were the two teams. Yeah. You know, you wow. could argue. I never knew that. I didn't know it, it, yeah. they had that kind of conflict out yeah. here, but I remember them being like, I mean, GNS was Gordon, like, was that Gordon Smith? So Gordon and Smith, Gordon, yeah, just like from Australia or no, that, Gordon yeah. and Smith, San Diego, San Diego and they yeah. made really good. That was kind of that's where Billy Castor comes from and Rusty. Everybody down there, same back to yeah. the tree we're yeah, talking yeah, yeah. about. So just like Russell and Timponi and Stucy and here like Timmy Patterson, down there it was. Rusty and Billy Castor, and those, that's where all those guys come. Is that wow, tree, true. Larry Gordon, and uh, was this the next generation that that was battling? Yeah, but it's still much? it's still longboard days, sure. you know. But it's starting to go faster, and uh, the boards are, you know. Yeah. Okay. BK comes here and stuff like that. So, and it was really he did that for a short time, and it, it was really cool because apparently the stories with Ron Stoner and the photos they all have they took around here are very iconic. Yeah. You know all those ones you see with the sunset. Pretty much my dad and his friends that, uh, gosh, John Severson would just call those guys because they're good looking yeah. and go, hey, we got a Keds ad. We got to do it. You know, remember, you didn't have team riders. You just called the local yeah. guys and said, hey, we got to go shoot a Keds ad for shoes for the magazine. Or we got advertised white stag wetsuits or something like that. Like, and you those know companies what I mean? didn't have That's the, why you always the say, creativity or anything. No, no, like, they just said, hey, we need a photographer to like shoot. Yeah, and Stoner stuff. was the best, but then he went off on a whole other journey. Listening to yeah. history right now. This is it's epic. Fucking amazing. Yeah, and and, and <laughs> but you, they showed you how small up, surfing yes, and how small yes. we still are. Yes, and, and that's is, why back to your point, we're yeah, still this so. Is, tight. This is setting up your story. Yeah, but like the, but you know. yeah, we we need to hear your dad's story yeah. because that is so. The, then basically after that, uh, Grubby Clark offered him the job of a lifetime, which is bringing Clark foam blanks during the transition era. So this is what's so cool about this. So we're going from, from long wars. The board's getting shorter and weirder and just like monthly. So they're changing the mold. So my dad's got, he's going from San Diego all the way to San Francisco, bringing all the new boards from 19 new blanks from 1967 to about 1982. So I arrive and I'm, I get to ride shotgun that whole time. So I get to go to every shaper, every Damn. surf shop. It's so rad. By the time I was like fourth grade, I had every t-shirt. So your dad <laughs> worked with Grubby Clark. Yeah. Doing... Like, delivering all the blanks yet and but all the input and everything that was going on yeah like was, what there was like a secret so was he like the sales rep for he was it like or? 007 like everything you gotta remember he's going he into like man. we're going into dogtown in the 70s and those guys are doing one thing the san diego guys are doing list fishes and the guys up in santa cruz so it's all there's so much energy yeah if you look in those magazines Every board's different. Yeah. Seven foot, two, you know. But they're fish, all using time. Clark foam. They're all using Clark yeah. foam. Grubby's just, you know, he's got the monopoly. Grub, Grubby's like the mad scientist, like, yeah. you yeah. know, like making everything behind the scenes yeah. pretty much. And then your dad I still have there. all those catalogs with all the different shapers. You know, this is top secret stuff. You're not yeah. supposed to share remember, any of remember, this information. Remember the blanks? The blue, the super green, the super yeah. blue green. Like, yeah, but that was like way later. Way after. But yeah. I'm just saying like that's how it progressed. Yeah. You know, like the but the molds alone, the guys that really did the mass volume. And then the other thing that happened during the 70s is it's the beginning of the backyard guy. So my dad becomes kind of a hero to guys like, you know, Mitch's down in San Diego? Yeah. For guys that take more blanks and then they sell them to the backyard guys because yeah. they can't buy because Groby's looking at numbers. He's yeah. going, okay, Hobie. South Bay, these guys, yeah. you know, lightning Straight ball, production. boom, boom, boom. What's crazy, Ed, is like your your dad and Grubby and Clark Foam. It was becoming a business. Yes, it was. Was like way yes. more 
it's each, I mean, I, I think it got to the point. Each sophisticated. Yeah. Right? I think it like, got to the point where Grubby would actually pay for your ad in the magazine if you dropped his Clark Foam logo on the bottom. Because you got to remember in those early days, it was all about surfboard manufacturers. Yeah. There's no clothing companies. There's yeah. a few. There's Hang 10, you know, OP. Yeah, Jansen. Some random, yeah, like, you know. Yeah. But it's like you open a page and it says, you know, Rick surfboards, and then you see that Clark Foam thing yeah. down there, and then you go to another one and see the Clark Foam thing down there. Yeah. So, what a trip! Yeah. And you sat shotgun. I said shotgun and all that stuff. I got to meet every one of those guys. I have favorite places that I used to go to, and I have, favorite, I have places I used to dread to go if I had to go. You know when you're, you know when you're like not supposed to go to school that one day, and yeah. your parents. I mean, I'm full latchkey. I'm an only child, so it's yeah. like you either go with your mom for that, or you go with your dad. And yeah. there was days where like I would pick and choose. Because my dad said we're going to San Diego, I'm like, I'm in. Sounds great. If he said we're going to the South Bay, I would be like spooked and gnarly because that meant like <laughs> Dill Velzy, Dodger Games, National Progression, parties in Malibu. Like, I'd get stuck and I'd be like, help, right? Yeah. You know, little kid stuff. Yeah. And you're with all these, like, you know, Craig Stesick and like, you know, yeah, gnarly. Right. Yeah. So, and then I love going. Uh, we had some ranch property in the early 70s, so we'd drive the truck foam, Clark Foam truck right into the ranch. There for a few days. I love those days. I love Al Merrick going and seeing Yater, Merrick. Those are my favorite because the Merricks were like family. Okay, let's transition yeah. to you. All right, that's a lot. So, so that's fucking awesome. Yeah, so that was my so, upbringing. Yeah, that's so amazing. Because you're like, as you know, we believe in authenticity, right? Yeah. Yeah. Every person that we interview yeah. has to do has to be part of surfing has yeah. to be in their blood right um and like you're you're royalty in in, in no to me patterson's royalty Bro, come on <laughs> your dad yeah the, the lineage that you have yeah. like yeah. not too many people yeah. in this fucking world can claim yeah, you know? yeah well i'm lucky guys yeah. like guys like uh christian and laird and there's a, there's a handful of guys and yeah. it's not us the the kialana family i mean these are families yeah. and it's yeah but it's a lot too because like I had a lot to live up to with my dad was yeah you know very, it's a lot of pressure a yeah. lot yeah well you get a lot of I learned access. a lot of bad things yeah too, for sure but you get a, you get a lot of access that normal people that participate in the industry or sport you yeah know, like you you're like you said yeah. royalty in a way that it might not seem in on that grand scheme of things but as years pass you're like wow I, nobody like, else yeah, had, nobody I else had that no, opportunity what blows me away is like we talk to a lot of people and you wouldn't know these stories until yeah. you start listening to them and every time that you 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 know stumble upon an interesting story yeah. you're like this could be a fucking movie yeah you know like you're what you yeah, are until Hollywood messes what, it up your document, you know <laughs> you already have a, a Netflix series yeah. to me in my oh, mind oh it right can now. get yeah we you can know? take this down some fun so, path okay, but so, you know at the end of the day I've just the last 10 years, I realized I'm so lucky. To, my mom always reminded me, I'm just so lucky to be a surfer. And like where I live, this yeah. is stupid. Okay. So so you, your dad's a surfer. Yep. In the my mom's industry. a surfer too. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Great surfer. Very graceful. Nice. Like a goofy fit real son with blonde hair. So what time, wow. did, what time did you get thrown into the surf? Yeah. Uh, I want to say I rode my first wave when I was about three at Boneyard. <laughs> Seriously, I got slides. <laughs> I like, bet. And full, like, Jerry Lopez, like, five, four, eight, diamond tail, like a Lopez diamond tail. Hobie. Yeah. Um, you remember that day? No, there's all kinds of stuff. There's yeah. a movie, Rainbow Bridge, with Jimi Hendrix, and I'm one of the babies being handed over the fence. Fuck. Like, naked kid. Ah. Yeah, I found a slide. It's pretty rad. 
I've watched Brain, Rainbow Yeah, Bridge so you know bunch. when they, yeah. they change the venue and then they go to, like, they don't go to the crater, they go to the other place and, like, up the hill and I don't know what it is, Haiku or whatever. Yeah. So you, that... I'm one of the babies, like, the little naked hippie kids. So we, we split over there for a while and lived in, like, a car. I'll show you the car. It's pretty rad. Like, a <laughs> car. I had hippie parents, on, like, gnarly, yeah, kind of, yeah. like... On what island? On Maui. On Maui. Yeah, oh, Maui. Rainbow Bridge is all uh, Honolulu Bay. Okay. And there's a lot of good Herbie and David Nueva hanging yeah. out. And a lot yeah. of Henson. And it's funny, you know, there's some gnarly stuff in that movie. But yeah, if you look at the concert footage when they actually get there, you know, there was a lot of hippies that were surfing Honolulu. And, and just Jimmy just happened to be there, I guess, doing that too. Yeah. So and they all went up country. And David Nueva. Les Potts is a gnarly guy that was like playing, I guess, on stage with them and stuff like nice. that. So. We had David Nueva on. He yeah, told David's, us about yeah, that. Yeah, David's. Dude, those guys are real rock stars. Yeah. Full on. <laughs> yeah. Full on rock yeah. star. He's like, still a rock star. Yeah, yeah, he is. He is. He <laughs> like, is. But he's, you know, look at how David was the essence of if a guy that could transition from hang 10 and you know the longboard era and the riding those fishes and all that those are the guys that blow me away my dad did a really good job of that too transitioning from the the log era to the flow yeah. 70s yeah and i think a lot of guys weren't able to do that you know so so was your dad so your mom and dad were hippies very hippies they moved to the to maui yeah we did the whole uh you know herbie and Dibby. everybody went to the north shore early back you know still a lot of aloha yeah you know uh, and I think that had a lot to do with Vietnam era too, and just trying to get off, you know, off the grid. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and then the Maui thing, and then we eventually kind of really got into the Kauai thing. I spent a lot of time in Kauai growing up on mm. the South Shore and the West Side too, which will humble you pretty quick when you're a tall blonde guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you went to you told us about your your three years old first yeah. wave. Um, was that in Maui or was that? No, it's probably Boneyard. Every kid okay. starts at Boneyard. Okay. It's so rad because Doheny and Boneyard are the Waikiki around here. Oh, yeah. for sure. You know, and, sure. and every town has their own little Waikiki. Mm -hmm. Like if you see like, what is it in Santa Barbara? Like Ledbetter or Santa Cruz has like cows. Like they're they're one little Waikiki spot. I don't know what the HB one. We don't really be. have one. HB. We're throwing we're you right into we, the fridge. We Blackies. Is yeah, you pretty much get okay. thrown into the rip. It yeah. would be Blackies or or warm water and seal. You know, yeah, like just those, a little piece. Just, yeah, cruisers, but yeah, yeah. it's tough. Yeah. So so then you you uh, when did you like figure out surfing was your thing? Well, a lot, there was a few other kids. Uh, I go so far back with Christian Fletcher. It's scary. Christian's yeah. probably Christian's a little bit younger than me, but. He's probably a year younger than me or so. And so you got to remember, too, it's kind of similar. So my dad's hanging out a lot with Herbie. A lot of us are surfing together. We do the Sano contest. I remember first realizing I'm riding that I was surfing. I remember one time my dad took me down to Swami's in the Clark home truck. And I was only like eight. And it was huge. It was like, I mean, it's probably only six to eight feet or six feet. But I thought it was like 12 feet. Yeah, that's huge. And I remember dropping in on a giant wave at like eight years old at Swami's backside trying to impress my dad who was paddling out <laughs> on like, you know, like a, you know, it, what you rode back then, like a 7.0 single fin, like Herbie Fletcher or something like that. So, mm -hmm. but yeah. And then we did the contest thing for a long time. And I don't know, my dad was always kind of, he's more 70s, kind of anti-contest. Yeah. But I did the whole thing and. Got on the national team and did all I mean, that stuff. I mean, that's kind I of guess. like the 
the progression of like you know how yeah. when you're a kid you know yeah, and yeah. you want to be hey I'm pretty good I'm like the best guy out in my local break yeah and, you know so, there's there's always a local contest but then that leads to whatever WSA yeah or, well the first one was always the Saddleback that's where I met Boothie Boothie came down he was like 12 he had this little Stussy and uh, God man he had the best style such good style to this it's, there what was your like Rat Pack like who, who my was? Rat Pack was Chris Billy and I okay that was my best man at my wedding one of my Sick. best friends we traveled we lived together in college uh, he went off on the tour I went like you said on the bio kind yeah. of more the out the art route yeah, yeah. Uh, CB was the man for sure yeah he's still to this day probably hands down one of the best it's funny because all the Sacramento pros will come on the big rights off point days and stuff like that yeah and he's still the tube rider guy he's the guy Chris and Kevin Billy. Yeah, right? Kevin's amazing. Yeah. And I live with Kevin too, but Kevin was just way too anal. <laughs> so, so going back to your to your Grom days, you're yeah. hanging out with Christian a lot and where would you guys surf and you know, like So um I loved do well, there's a lot of places. I mean it, it depends. On we spent a lot of time at Sano. We trestles when you could drive in the cars. Um, I got to surf the ranch a lot by myself. It kinda sucked being an only child. Like, I'd run into, like, uh, Bradbury's kid on the ranch, Josh or whatever. Like, you'd only, you'd have, like, friends of your dad's kids when you would show up there and go yeah. surf with them. I spent a ton of time with Sammy August in yeah. Huntington. Wow, okay. Because Robert and my dad were close friends, so I had to go spend a little time with Sammy in the summer and yeah. experience HB, which was mind-boggling when you come from a little village like this. Yeah. And you see it's, punk rockers. It, we we did that a lot of, like... <laughs> Huntington I mean, was heavy. It was yeah. a melting pot of different cultures, but it was a beach yeah. surf community. But there was all these little like pockets, the Hessians and the punkers and the straight oh, edge, yeah, yeah. and then the you surfers. Remember, we had this was this is this place shuts off at dark. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What's a trip is trying to imagine what your childhood was yeah. like, like you're explaining it to us, yeah. but because you're like, you know, uh, your parent, your dad, and, and Herbie Fletcher, they're the who's who. Yeah of surfing right yeah herbie's amazing and and you you as a kid it's like wow like like you said these are just family a lot friends of, and stuff at the time yeah you have a lot to live up to right a lot to live up to yeah. but i learned a lot too i mean uh, look at how you know herbie's surf, more surf stoked than ever and yeah. he's just you know the fountain of youth of but and, just uh, back in the day like you know he mentioned it's just you know my dad and his friends and i'm hanging out with these yeah i mean you did I'm sure you knew who Herbie and those guys were because they were all in the industry. But no, but I didn't, which is true. But, but you but don't know that at the time. At the yeah. time, you don't, yeah. And, like, and until everything later. that he's talking about. Spotify Greenroom. Spotify Greenroom is a free audio-only social media platform for all sports fans. Start or join ongoing conversations, watch games together, react to the biggest news, rumors, and games. All you need to do is download the Spotify Greenroom app free in the iOS app store. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join any league or group you want. And follow us at Late Night with Chalky to be notified when our room goes live. Spotify Green Room. All the places that he, like the ranch. Yeah. Well, we'd go like, like I remember we'd go like watch a movie on a barn, and then to realize you know thirty years later, oh that was George Greenos. Like we were watching his home movies, but I I'm mean, just spacing dude, off in the crazy. you know I'm. Yeah, you're being kid throwing, <laughs> yeah. throwing dirt closets and <laughs> freaking Tommy Curran. No. <laughs> But so it's insane, you know. I'm just saying, like that, you know, when you're just around, you don't really, and you're a kid, you no, don't you really don't. think about what these people do or their 
you know, you're just, oh, there's this family friends. And But we're and lucky. Like, Laird was like that. You know, we just, there's a lot of like, you know what it is too? It goes back to like when I was a little kid hanging around like the Hoffmans and stuff like that. You know, you don't even realize that like Gnarly, Walter yeah. and Flippy like started the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. That, that's <laughs> a, I mean, we're, we're kind of jumping all over the yeah, place with this, Sorry. but it's so yeah. amazing because if we don't let our conversations just flow, right. you're, I mean, bringing up the Hoffmans, right? Yeah. And they're, they're the, the textile textile but giants but, of our industry right but they were really good to my family and, and i tried to be as good as possible to walter when i did quicksilver to make sure they got a lot of there was always this mutual respect yeah but you don't realize till you're older how gnarly those people you know they were yeah well they were gnarly before the surf industry really exploded well, it goes then, back to like it, but then we know what the surf industry did since the 70s and they yeah. and they they were right there with it yeah they already had their own thing going you know well, there's stories of like, you know, when they were at Makaha early, early days, the 50s or whatever, they're trying to find like balsa. So they go in town and apparently they bought a balsa blank off of one of Timmy's grand, grandpa or some Patterson's like to get the first, you know, lighter boards and stuff like that. You're kidding me. Yeah, there's some, you know, there's, yeah. you, can, you can go so far back into it. Yeah. And it's so fascinating. It's so fascinating. You know, and we just take it for granted. Yeah. There's just so much good stuff. I'm so glad that we're sitting down with you today to like, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uncover and, and like, we, we, we might not get to everything, but. No, you know, it's like, and, and it's very like, obviously, this is it's very where I'm from in this yeah. area and stuff like that. And you can go to any, you go to Hawaii and you can tell the same stories. So no, for sure. You know. So so Edie, yeah, you're a grom. You start getting good. Yeah, you start doing contests. Um, your dad wasn't really into contests, but Not did really. he ever come around to it? Or yeah, a little bit. I mean, he's from kind of that more style era. Yeah, my mom was pretty good too. I th it was rad. I mean, you got to remember Jay, uh, Jay how like being on the national team and how that was a yeah. big thing. So I, I set my sights towards that. When when did the competitive bug like hit you? Uh, well, I realized I could do good in bigger surf. You're so I knew, guy. yeah. Like I remember, yeah. I won my first net open, and Ventura was about eight feet, and I think Dino didn't even get out in our final, <laughs> right? And this is back when your final would be like, you know, tops. Yeah, six, freaking top four, scary. Yeah, you know, like Egger, Silva, Boothy, Archie. It list just goes on. Right after like Fro and uh, Curran turned into men's, yeah. it was just like those guys dominated that thing. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, juniors was just like this hotbed of there were so many good guys. And there was only like four or five spots to get on the national team back then. And, you know, for what it's worth, Ian and PT, they had a vision. It was pretty rad. I yeah. mean, I, I should have respected it a little bit more yeah. <laughs> back then. Yeah. But they really got us. They did a lot yeah. for that our crew um yeah so we, i did we try to pay homage because yeah those guys come from australia and and competitive they, surfing was yeah and i know everywhere. the whole hawaii thing and busting down the doors yeah, and, all, yeah. and i get that and i do lots of projects for mr rothman and we're very close and yeah so i could see all sides of it yeah you but, know but they help with what competition they did, the professional here. surfing yeah. amateur surfing yeah. in the surf industry yeah. in general they did a lot 
Mm-hmm. And it's not like they're multimillionaires that no. just are like, I just did this for the money. Like they did no. it because of like, yeah. they wanted to give back and, and grow the sport and, and, and improve competitive surfing, the contest form. You know, like there's yeah. a lot of things yeah. they, they contributed to. Yeah, there wasn't going to be. But, there's no financial gain unless you're yeah. just crushing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's like those, you know, the, again, those guys' names get brought up a ton because they really, you know, changed the they did they did so i mean so perfect examples i came from a kind of a more i would have easily gone the other way and just been a groovy dude or whatever and to get on that national team was a big deal so i remember right at the very the best time i thought was the very end of the 70s early 80s um like i didn't have a license and i would drive to Cruz. yeah <laughs> you know to get to that open <laughs> dude i remember times there was like terrence mcnulty and david beecham and like we're in so many station wagon and i know that none of us had a license <laughs> to get to santa cruz and your parents were like yeah cool yeah you got to play for gas well they knew i'm a good driver they see like i'm not gonna blow it i wanted to get to the contest to do well i wanted to get to the yeah. you know the golden ticket at the end that is so, so funny so, so being like involved with like your dad clark from being here what like board sponsor or what were your first yeah. boards my you first know? boards well because of herbie there's a lot of herbie fletchers yeah um it was rad because i could get i had a so many different kinds of boards because all the different that's what i'm thinking you know what i mean um and what robert made me a lot of great boards because you know it was the best was in the very very early 80s because greg wade had victory wetsuits out yes. of robert's store mr and those guys were all coming through there robert made a really good twin fin like he made a real mr twin fin mm. so i remember uh robert made me a couple of these twin fins they were just insane. And then in high school, I got on Stussy's boards, and yeah. Stussy kind of took me to another deal. Infinity, too. A lot of infinities. Pretty much, if you grew up here, you either rode for Hobie or Infinity at one point. Definitely. Or both. Yeah. <laughs> Back and forth. Those yeah. were the powerhouses. Um, my budget's tapped. All right, I'm going across the street and see if they give me a board. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to say, because sean was really up and coming and he had some really good lines yeah. and i had a couple of magic and he's from garden grove yeah well right? sean was like an interior designer he was going to be like a furniture guy yeah. people don't realize his artistic sense yeah is way beyond the whole surf thing yeah, and then when sure. you get into like urban fashion so he was just on a trajectory that was just part of his yeah. story yeah but for some reason my dad hooked me up with sean i got a couple boards there that were just... He, he's all Boothy rides these boards. I better ride Oh, Boothy was on fire. But <laughs> Gothard rode him. Like, there was Schmerk. Yeah, no, they Schmerk was, yeah. And Russell Short from uh, Ventura. This guy, yeah. I mean, there was some... You know, that was very 80s. And yeah, everything, all, all boards kind of looked like that square. Yeah. You know, wave tools, wave... Rich Lance made rad boards, yeah. you know? Yeah. And we talked to Doc, um, Doc Lausch, and he did a bunch of... Sean Stu- Stu- yeah. 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 Yeah, so, you know, I think what it was, too, is I'm a product of that 80s, too. Like, I love the 70s, and I love looking back at all that stuff. Yeah. But for my era, it's it's 80s. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like... Thruster. Well, it's Sweeney going into Thruster. Age, your age going yeah, into 80s. But it's yeah. like, you know, like, I remember I had some cousins in Morro Bay, and I went up there one time, and I had, like, a pink victory. <laughs> and these guys just looked at me, and oh, they were like... Yeah. You know, just hating. Like you don't realize you got to go in. Oh my god! When I, I so I, I'm Orange County, and I'm like, I got like neon green Stussy and a pink full suit, and you know this big tall blonde dude. And then when I went away to college down in San Diego, immediately like seven two clear round pin black no logo. What like? So so you know Newport and Orange yes. County was just it was vibrating. Yeah, it's a trip because uh, it was the pulse. 
the eighties exploded in color. It did. And and financials and though. Financials, you know? color, uh, board design, wetsuits, right. like very innovative time. Yeah, the Newport Echo Beach thing. Yeah. All that because you were kind of part but, of that. You know, I also think it comes back to economics because if you look in the fifties and you know, post war GI Bill, pink there's pink Thunderbirds and houses and big Poufon. Yeah, you know, and then in the seventies, you know, you got brown Ford Pintos and gas shortages and yeah. like recession. Yeah. Recession. So colors. I think it's all. It's, <laughs> everyone tries to pin it on something. Yeah. I think the colors Economy. and all that, you know, design and all that stuff, it has Prosperity. a lot to do with economics. Yeah, it's definitely. Dude, what, that's that's a great observation. I think. Are you gonna go out and buy a yellow Maserati when times are shitty? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. You it's, it's it's freaking real estate and it's like, you know. Key. So yeah. I think you know someone should do a study on that yeah. and, and what. You know, I hate to say fashion, but I am a freaking designer. Yeah, how that thing you know Correlates colors to, and stuff, and then like when, when the, I look at grunge in the nineties, all yeah. of a sudden you know yeah, yeah. times are tough. Remember there wasn't any jobs. I got right out of college. There was no jobs. It was you know it was back to brown carpet. Yeah, yeah, baggy <laughs> jeans and and, uh, and flannels. Yeah. So going talking about design, like okay, yeah. here you are, this aspiring young surfer. Yeah. And well, so go back. I'm too big yeah, really to be a pro surfer. No, I'm Trust just talking me. about okay. like were you doodling like and, and yeah. like doing design at like in in junior high? Like, Definitely. So I have like junior high school, like where I did like the pamphlets and stuff. I was always very very artistic. Yeah. And by high school, you know, a lot of these shops were dropping into need. You know, little T-shirts and stuff like that, mm -hmm. and I would say. So you weren't commissioned; you were just going in with like stuff. Well, like, it was just you know, at first it's just kind of freehand and all, and then like by the time like I was in high school, um, Rusty gave me. I, I did that like I did one of the very first R dots. Remember when the R dot got '80s? It wasn't the loose. I was doing all those new R dots for mm -hmm. Rusty. Um, locomotion. I was just, and it was funny because I was selling him for about the same amount that I sell today. <laughs> Nothing's gone. Yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> so I did. I did a bunch of rusty stuff in high school. I did. I think I did a few little gotcha things. I was kind of pre groovy. You know how the Dana, all the pros do yeah. that stuff. I was doing that yeah. kind of way back then, and it was rad because you know you get a check for four hundred, but you sell a couple pieces of art in the eighties yeah. and stuff like that. Um, who else? Which you're doing on your own time, and you're stoked on it. Yeah. Like that makes you, you know, like you're passing time. Like, yeah. This is this is not a really work, this is just you right. being creative, and then you get a check where some of your buddies are having well, a hustle at a shop. Well, what was cool too is I figured it out that like, um, I negotiated a deal with Quok by the time I got into college where they would pay for my contest, give me a little monthly, and I would also submit some little stuff. Some little, you know, if you can't rock and roll. Yeah, don't fucking come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think by I was probably, way, I you, might have been one of the first that? guys no, no, uh, no, but just the different era, arts yeah. and stuff. I might have been probably one of the first guys to figure out there was a way to not be the raddest surfer. Is that after Gotcha, though? No, Gotcha got me right after college. So okay. MT was trying to get me. Some guys were calling me, uh, and I hadn't graduated yet, and they were trying to get me. So and what I was were like, you going to school for? for fine arts. Fine arts. So okay. to answer your question, Jay, I... Uh, got like a little scholarship from Dana Hills and I was you know dating the little art girl and I was the artsy guy kind of by the end of it and yeah. got you know I realized that I was gonna have to go to school like CB was he was built for it yeah you know what I mean I'm, I was I was like 6'3 and you know how the tour was kind of mid 80s yeah he had to grovel on some pretty small yeah. waves so unless it was gonna be like yeah, yeah. 
I was about ten years early earlier than the Dream Tour. Yeah, you weren't as good as Wesley. I think Luke got a little bit of Luke and got a little bit of it. Yeah, you know, from our era. Yeah, but tough time of competitive surfing. No, it was funny. I remember one time I was in a Bud Pro Tour at Irvine Wave Pool. And I had a heat against Rob Machado, who was like, you know, I'm like 18 and he's like 14 or 15 at the time, and he weighs like 80 pounds. And I went to the top, you know, in between the heats, I went to the top of those slides, and it was offshore, and I knew Creek was about six feet. And I looked down at the wave pool, and I went, I this just... I'm out of here. Like, I don't even think I showed up for the heat. Machado was just going, Yeah, you know. Yeah. And I'm like doing trick shake on the inside of this thing, just going, oh, <laughs> you know. That wave was so bad. Yeah. But so bad. So I, I was lucky enough, and I kind of, my knees were bugging me already. And I, so I was actually just like, okay, this art thing. And then I figured, well, I'm already in the industry now. There's got to be a way to work this thing out. So, uh, so, so right after had- I graduated, the day I graduated, Michael Thompson goes, you're in here. And I was just like the craziest ride ever. And, and I was only had- there briefly. Hold on. And you already had designs but i was writing for quick so i kind of had to sever all sever all those things just for a couple years danny knew i'd be back you're you're riding for quicksilver and michael thompson saw your your art yeah and he was saying i want you to work for me well he had everybody he had uh jungle jack denny he had stews for a while he had peter schroff you know it was kind of a, a, a a lot of things with like bob mcknight and mt and all those guys it wasn't just their surf team their creative team too. You look yeah. at Quicksilver's creative team back then with Steve Jones and Shroffy and stuff. Yeah, those some of those creative teams are just—it's mind-boggling yeah, how it's, rad. It's, I mean, there was trade show booths that look like post-apocalyptic. Yeah, you know, nightclubs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they they were selling like, like it was a dream. So, you know, yeah. like so you said MT snatched you. Yeah, MT was and he was rad. He okay. was definitely. Michael was more on the fashion Euro side of things, and I learned a lot about fashion really quick. You know, like, dude, I was like 90, probably 1990, like rocking like diesel jeans and all this weird, you know, it sounds yeah. Yeah, but pretty he was like, dumb now, but for, this for is like, back then, it was, this is like, yeah. yeah, like, you know. Like, this and, is the cool shit, but let's turn it into like surf, kind of. And part. let's fly off to the ISPO Paris you know, like it's pretty funny. Yeah. Looking back on it, how like you know, because they those guys were still riding a lot of money. What I didn't realize is Gotcha was kind of at the apex right there. Mm, yeah. So what happened is I stayed there. I learned a lot. Met a lot of great people. So did did, did he hire you for a job? Like, he hired me as like a designer. Wow. But at, I was like, at what, eighteen years old? Right out of college. Yeah, it's probably okay, college. So I went to college. It's funny. I went to college at seventeen. I graduated really young. Shit. Okay. Moved to La Jolla. Which my, because my dad was an old Winnin guy, and he wanted me to live in La Jolla, but San Diego State was literally an hour away. Yeah, and I did so bad those first two semesters because I'd never seen Big Rock and Simmons, and when it was like, I oh, dude, I'm 17 years old living you in La Jolla. Every day. I got like two D's and two F's my first semester <laughs> in college. I was immediately on academic probation. <laughs> Have you ever San Diego in the wintertime is like, dude, it's like going to the North Shore. Yeah, it's amazing down there, and. Uh, Bird took really good care of me down there, and the Huffman, just all the guys down there were really welcoming, but I finally had to shift down to Mission Bay, <laughs> financially. <laughs> Once my parents figured out that, like, this wasn't working. Yeah. Um, <laughs> especially when I discovered Horseshoe, I was like, oh my god. Yeah. 
So yeah, so I did that. Surfing is a hell of a drug. Yeah, man. and I did, you know, I did all my art through college, and then when I graduated, yeah, MT got me, and that was that was amazing. It was a little bit much too yeah. because like coming out of college, you're already kind of thinking you're an invincible party guy. Yeah. So. Yeah. I got my rocking a gotcha, like you know. Towards, I got my fine arts degree and my my yeah. my, my alcohol and party degree. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so then. Uh, what happened was I got this phone call. It was from like I think it was Walter Hoffman, and Marshall Crump was Bob McKnight's. He was like the board shirt. Yeah, like he was the surf guy. They were yeah. doing Gen X. They were they were doing a lot of Volcom stuff before Rich was doing what like. And Marshall decided he wanted to move back to Hawaii, and then there was going to be a job opening, and it was the surf guy, the board shirt. That this is Bob's. You know, yeah. you're going to be for all the Hawaiians. You're going to take care of the hui, the real hui. You know. This is and, you. Yeah. So Walter Hoffman goes, you need to call Bob McKnight right now. This is the job. This is the job of lifetime. This is so, to, to really be what who you are as a surfer. Okay, can, short can, we, can we go back? Yeah. Because this is this is great. Yeah. This is but gotcha I owe a first. lot to Marshall Crumb. Okay. <laughs> but go back to Gotcha, right? Yeah. Like you, gotcha was more of a party. It was yes. a little crazy. And I'd like to, we want to hear about that, but I want to hear how... Like I don't. You did not. <laughs> you we don't have to. But no, you did kidding. not um, have to go searching for a job. A job was given to you. No, I was lucky because too. You guys remember that whole one that uh, when we was it the f- first Gulf thing? Remember that oh, little Gulf. recession we had yeah, in the early nineties? Yeah. I think uh, W. And I don't think jobs were. You know, I, I had guys I was graduating that were business guys, you know, I'm an artist. I'm a yeah. fine artist. I got like a minor in like photography, you know, I'm off on the fringes here. Yeah. Computers aren't even a thing yet. Yeah. We're still like your hand drawn. Yeah, it's gnarly. We're microfish in yeah. the library. Microfiche. Yeah. Guys that were business guys that couldn't even were bartending at like, you know, yeah. Woolly Woody's Wharf where Newport guys, a lot of Newport guys in San Diego State. Um and so yeah, dude, I was too and, and it was funny, too, because Johnny Munson and some other guys were calling me going, dude, take the job. And I go, no, I have to graduate college. i got to finish this thing yeah. up. You Which know? is awesome. And I almost yeah. did a couple times for the money. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I just... Was that just all on you, or were your parents really p- pushing that? Cause you, you no, got there's a lot of guys that played... Uh, Royce Kanzler played a huge role in that, because I was doing freelance. And a lot of guys were watching me. Yeah. And I think it was a big deal that... They wanted me to graduate too to see. Yeah, because great. You know, once you it commit to something, your craft. It, well, it also proves to an employer or something down the that yeah. you can do the long haul. The discipline, of, yeah. of, I guess. Com- you know, I wouldn't call San Diego State very disciplined. <laughs> well, you got your degree, right? Yeah. I got my degree. I. But you know, Mike, I, the, the thing that I want to get to is Michael Thompson. You, you're doing freelance, like yeah, like Fishman. Remember the Fishman? Yeah. <laughs> Did you do that? No, I didn't do it, but I would do a hundred versions yeah, of it. Yeah. You know, like a hundred versions of the R dot. So yeah. this, so these <laughs> spray paint. This guy, yeah. Michael Thompson, who started Gotcha, yeah, ha- had you set like. Yeah, yeah. I had. I was in an office with Shaheen Shadegi. Yeah. And Shaheen's got this calculator out, right? And I'm stupid. I know nothing about salaries, and I swear to God, I, I think I made twenty eight thousand dollars that for and I, clueless. Well, Shaheen's going well, fifty four minus. He's doing all these numbers, and I'm going. I just. Yeah. I, dude, I'm, I'm in. Hired, I've yeah. already moved to Laguna. Yeah. I'm home. What am I getting? Just tell me what I'm getting. <laughs> and that was good money. Twenty eight grand. Yeah, yeah. Money. By the time I got to Quicksilver, I was a lot of my downfalls has a lot to do with my successes early. When yeah. you do really well early, it's kind of like a child actor or something. Yeah, yeah. You can spin out pretty early, yeah. too. So, so so you got to Gotcha. Yep. You were the head 
desire. No, I wasn't the head. There okay. was like Euro dudes. Like okay. Michael had like fat dude. It was like fashion week. Yeah. It was so like beyond but, but my. That's I mean, what a great experience yeah. to learn. Yeah. All aspects of of. And twenty eight grand. You were good at. Like he had also, Nicholas Bauer who went on to head Stussy. Oh yeah. Nick's done Stussy forever. Yeah, I don't yeah, even. Yeah. I don't know if he does it anymore, but like. I know. Nick Think Bauer. about how Sean Stussy went on to do his thing. Yeah. Um. You know, there was a different... Amalia Stevens went on to do uh, Vitamin A, the bikini line. Hmm. Like, Jack Denny went to do Jungle. Yeah. You know, in the same with Quicksilver. There's guys that were like, you know, you got people that are going on with Bob Hurley to do Billabong that way and Leanne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know... Those were all under... So we're all like surf... We're team riders, but we're like designers, too. It's pretty rad. That's That's crazy. That's a very incestuous thing, too. So, boom, you... you, you, Shaheen (laughs) said you're going to make 28 grand... (laughs) Grand yeah, whatever it was, it was salary. ridiculous. Probably sixteen after. <laughs> but I mean, it's kind of crazy. You didn't have to like interview portfolio. You know what I mean? Like, no. you were just boom. But it was probably the lifestyle. This is your. This is your crew. This is what well, you want to do. Like, you get to surf. You, you're in. You know, you're in the cool factor. Money is also important. Yeah. But like, you're with. It probably goes back to the authentic. I hate to say authenticity. the authenticity factor that yeah. you mentioned earlier. It's like yeah. they, they knew I'm a good surfer. They knew where I'm, my fa- my stocks from. Yeah. Obviously, I'm creative. Which is pretty know. cool that you had that pedigree, but you were, you, you had your own talent. Well, yeah, and like yeah. I, you know, my parents didn't graduate college. I was yeah. the first one to go to college, really. But the, their royalty in the in the, yeah. in the surf industry yeah. world, but you held your own with your own art. You know, your own talent of, of design yeah, yeah and and boom like like you were saying during the recession these fucking business guys they can't get a well, job a lot of companies were you folding are. right there too right. like i i gotta admit when i got in there gotcha was we're already at the bell curve we're on the way down yeah. i mean a year or two into it they went rave and i was like whoa yeah this is getting really weird yeah you know we're going Just, to like warehouse parties in san francisco and drinking smart drinks and i'm like this isn't surf yeah, yeah. you know it's rad yeah it's cool and it's fun but like this they is, put it all I don't want to be doing this. Yeah, so yeah. when the Quicksilver thing came out, it was it felt so good. You know, I was home. I was yeah. with the Hawaiians. Yeah. You know. So going back, gotcha. Yeah. Quicksilver. Like, you see, I'm trying to get off gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it seemed like they were. But I don't even remember it. It was just like a freaking tornado. It, it was, like you know, they were you got putting, putting all their eggs in in the in the basket of like the next trend, which was not. Uh, really a trend you know like yeah. well it was because if you went out to some of those trade shows and stuff with yeah. the the urban jenko and the, the, like, yeah. there was shit going on that third rail fucking all kinds of different shit that was so you know what my first priority was at quicksilver bringing it real surf i yeah. got kelly in those flowered trunks you see all that Hawaiian, stuff that happened yeah, yeah, yeah. brought back all the stuff that was real to us from the 60s and the 50s and the 70s and I did a lot of that right there ta- because ta- of the pedigree. Yeah. I just went back and looked at what the cool guys, you know. The Wa- Walter right. Hoffman so, uh, yeah. fabric yeah. Uh, library. Yeah. Wow. Gotcha was good for fashion. I mean, I could tell you each one of these bosses I had, MT, Bob McKnight, Paul Nade, they're all really good at certain things. They're yeah. great guys. They were the best. Bo- I got lucky. I hit the trifecta. I had the yeah. three biggest, you know. Wow. Garmento. We got to remember, Garmento. This isn't surfboards. Yeah. yeah. But these guys all taught me different philosophies, basically. Yeah. Bob's philosophy was freaking rad. I mean, the guy was full business, USC, hardcore surfer, you know, Jeff yeah. Hackman. They go, that's deep. Yeah. Notch thing with surfboards and, you know, magazines and just... So, sorry to And MT just freaking... I mean, he was freaking Simon LeBon of Duran Duran. That guy was... 
That's a great analogy. (laughs) He was. He even looked like him. God bless him, you know? So, your opportunity (laughs) with Quicksilver was because Marshall Crumb wanted to move back to home. Yeah, I think he just got kind of, you know, and Marshall was making surfboards. I mean, Marshall's rad. He's like Sandy Beach guy, drives like the mystery machine. Like, he's, you know... And he and he and just did something with banks like they did. Oh, that. he's not a dude. Yeah. He's he's done stuff for Patagonia. Yeah. So and again, I I want to be like Marshall. Yeah. You know, I want to get to the point where I'm just doing clients that are really specific and, and, and what and you're, quick, I, you know, what you're good at. Yeah. And quick so. wanted to own. They want to say you know surf, and they wanted to own the board, board short. They did, and you well, got to remember what they built their yeah, yeah their world on is. Yeah, it was, it but was, as all those other categories, you're talking early 90s. The, the and thing was, too, is, yeah, with all that clutter and all that, uh, I mean, there was a cover of surfing, I think, said, is surfing dead? They were even questioning it in yeah. the early 90s. And it's kind of that whole David Carson graphic, you yeah. know, and you open those magazines and they're borderline Jenko and all these, like, you know, you're just going, whoa, this thing's going so urban. This is gnarly. So... Focus number one when I got in there was like, okay, first thing Bob says, he pointed the, you know, all the Hawaiians. He goes, you got to take care of these guys first. <laughs> Make sure these guys are happy. Yeah. You're talking the hui. Yeah, and then Glenn and just all the accounts in Hawaii and just make sure that what Jay's saying is you got you better make real good board charts again. Yeah. Like, we're, we're no more fashion stuff. Because yeah. they're, they're be. probably adding a dozen categories like every, every catalog. Oh, you know, dude. like, because it was like... And board shorts is like Lynn mentioned is in quick was built on was the anchor. Yeah, yeah. It was like we got to get make sure that's yeah. the original saying is the board short company. In Hawaii. And that's you got to remember Alan Green and John Law made that scallop leg. Yeah, and that was game changer because that's what allowed you to you know rip and shred and yeah. That was that it was, was thought out. It was designed. It was more tapered. That's you know, what was needed before there was stretch fabric. Well, know, when Quicksilver like, came out, there was a line outside of Hobie's to buy Quicksilver. Yeah, yeah. Of just the scallop trucks. It, and yeah. all and mix mix assorted. Yeah. By size. Yeah. Yeah. You get a box. And yeah. You're just stoked to get whatever you have. Yeah. When when Holbrook when we had Holbrook on, yeah. it was like he remembered the style number and you know, oh yeah blah, yeah blah blah blah. And he's like, well, Danny yeah. got his job from stealing Quicksilver. You know, I know. That, yeah. right? Yeah. And, he, and the talked about and that. the numba stole like size forty four. He's yeah. like size twenty six. Yeah. I mean, Danny wears like right? you know yeah like those guys. You're, you're grabbing the wrong. Easy, yeah. easy item yeah. to, to track yeah. down. No. So, yeah, I got right in there. It was a lot of pressure, though, too. And um, Were you primarily graphic before you got into that board? You know what's funny is, yeah, and then, like, computer started. And it's funny, I'm better on the computer. I wish I was as good on the computer then than I was because I was still kind of, like, Lonely. cutting the fabrics. And, and we'd actually go out and buy the fabrics and go to the sew houses. It's pretty rad because on the on the plus side, I have a background in like, I know exactly how things are supposed to be constructed. I can take a board chart, pull it inside out and go, this is a really shitty yeah. manufacturer. And, you know, I know a lot of the hard goods side of that. Um, now I'm really good at graphics, which is funny. I wish I would have known all this when I started out uh, because I would have just gone and done my whole thing too. Yeah. yeah. You know, but that's okay. I'm, I'm stoked where I'm at right now. Yeah. yeah. So you, you were brought in by... Bob. Bob and Red Bob. It was like, uh, I set Melissa up with Boothie. They got married. I was working with Melissa, is Boothie's yeah, wife. Yeah. She was a rad designer. She was more, you know, we we started Roxy. We so did so good. many rad things. And we brought it back up because it was, you know, out of that recession. Brought it up to like a half a billion. Brought it to a billion. Like we were doing, at one point, like my flower trunks 
were everywhere in like New York, like matching. Yeah. It was yes. almost like Saturday Night Live did a skit on it, and I was embarrassed, but I knew I'd made it. Shut the let's, front door. Yeah, so let's, you know? let's take a pause. So you yeah. you created a flower trunk. That I just when Melissa and I we tried to bring back some of the real Slater got the cover the shot on. The Aloha vibe. Big cover right there. Yeah. That changed the game right there. And Saved the surfing industry, by the way. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so going back to the roots, simplify like floral Hawaii yeah. or tropical prints. Which got really cliched and blown out after all. I know it got almost like an eyesore, but those first few years. Yeah. Man, it was so cool again to have yeah. some color, some orange trunks. And the orange and, and the, the red and, and um, yeah. the blues. A way to introduce color, not like the 80s, like cut and block, no. like black no. and white, poppy, neon. No. You were able to introduce colors. Well, I think what was rad too is I was, you got to remember, when you get set up to work for Quicksilver during that era, Yeah. part of your era is going to be a defining thing. Danny Kwok, Echo Beach, Bruce Raymond, ST Comp. Every about five years, they'd come out. Remember, Quicksilver used to kind of push a whole new thing. Gotcha yeah, would sure. too. Yeah. With long shorts for the first time. Remember, Billabong had the first long ones, like clam the bongos, clam yeah. diggers, and stuff. Yeah. So part of your tenure was you better come up with something that they're going to remember you by, yeah. and it's going to be a real marketing push. So, I mean, for better lack of a better word, like that kind of my claim to frame. Yeah. But I'll be happy because we. That's the most amount, like. Walter and Flippy were showing me how many fabric receipts from those prints alone, and we were doing like 500,000 yards. We were doing Damn. orders of like 40,000, 50,000, yeah. like a color. And that went through everything. Men's, women's. Yeah, yeah. Melissa would do the, the shirts and yeah. then the backpack. I mean, it got to the point where it was so cliche where it was like outfits, like your animals. Yeah. And then it almost becomes embarrassing. Yeah. But dude, when you ride a wave like that, like just like Quark Road, Echo Beach and those guys were polka dots and checkers. It was the same kind of thing. We had we had like such a good run. It brought back the company to its, you know. They were they could even give me a raise. They were just throwing like stock at me. You, you got quick. Service. It was crazy, dude. I was like I was like twenty five or six, and I bought my first house. Like it was wow, going. Dude. It was so much fun. Yeah, you got. But you it got comes the, at a price. Yeah, you, you got them out of Gen X. Gen X was rad because when that's what Marshall started, yeah. and Marshall was doing like those fireman coats, yeah. snowboarding. It was very uh, snowboard influenced. Yeah. And when you think it, when you look at what Wooly and those guys ran off with, and Tucker and all those guys, yeah, they yeah. basically took what Marshall, and then they it was Vulcan. Yeah. So it was kind of the cooler, you know, down the street, you go down, what's up, Wool? And like they're just, you know, they're young and just yeah. like kind of like last night. It was fun. Quicksilver such- is so crazy. When I mean, it, it's a a a great place that it was a university that's what i'm trying to say but also like a a brand factory yeah you know like if they didn't if you didn't buy you and and shelf you they they, they, you were living and started well no before it was like remember q yeah there was a a bunch of different incarnations yeah and gen x and um I think there's something that well, was... Gen X was trying to be along the lines of the new of the Echo Beach. Yeah. Well, it was going to be one of those yeah. and, things. And, and but s- that turned into Volcom. Really. And there was something called 77 too, right? Uh, like, I could name a lot of like... Yeah, there's so many like... But the main ones that stand out to me are like the original Scallop Leg, uh, Echo Beach, War Paint, which was War a fun Paint. one. Wow. Yeah. Ghetto... Yeah. Ghetto... Ghetto Dogs. Ghetto Dogs. Yeah, Robbie Todd, Ghetto yeah. Dogs. Maddie. Yeah. Holy <laughs> smokes. Newport, that way they yeah. call that the uh, surf ghetto down there. Yeah, um, I love it too, though, because that taught Wooly how to own. Yeah, Newport. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's 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 the model. Yeah, right there. And fuck, remember 
this is probably before you got there, but uh, Quicksilver Saltwater Denim. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and that was Mel Matsui and uh, Yokoyama. So, that, you know Jeff Yokoyama in, yeah, in Airport? Yes. These guys course. were denim. This is where Blight gets us, like, that whole uh, denim guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think McKnight always wanted to do, like, a real, like, you know, denim yeah, and Je- all that Jeff stuff. Or- which I always tripped on because I couldn't go there. It just wasn't me, yeah. but I got it. But we would go off on these things where I was like, wow, they're committing a lot of money to yeah. this stuff. That was it. I mean, it was the denim era, you know? Yeah. Like, it was crazy. Yeah. QSD. QSD yeah. was big. But the other thing that was so rad, and I got to make a point of this, is outside of the fashion thing, I got to become friends with all my heroes, which was, you think, okay, yeah, so I've had this inner circle here, and I've been kind of lucky to have all these legends and stuff around me. Like, but there was guys like Tom Carroll and Wayne Lynch and all these guys oh, I Jesus. looked up to. Yeah. I got to be not only become friends with them, but like hang out with them and go travel down south with them. And I think the best thing for me at Quicksilver was they allowed me to go around the world. Yeah. I get to go to the Fiji Pros and the G-Land Pro. I get to go to all those things and not worry about winning a heat. Yeah. And, you know, do the art and figure out stuff like that. But I get to hang out with guys like Tommy Carroll and I became really good friends for a long time. And he was just so rad. And, you know, they come here and visit you. And we got to hang out with Wayne Lynch and, and Bruce Rent. A lot of the different, all the Hawaiians. I mean, all the Hawaiians. Dude, and I, I think there's, you know, and I, this goes back to, I have conversations with yeah. other parents and they're like oh you work in the industry like oh that's so awesome and you know you're, yeah. you you kind of like yeah you know it's just normal you know right, it's like right, right. well I grew up this is what I grew up doing and you know here you are you're bringing up I got to meet all these what, these were my like, heroes but, in the magazine people would yeah. consider being in the industry like oh these are colleagues these are these are people I yeah. work with within their industry but yet you guys all have that common denominator you're yeah. surfers you yeah. know so it's easy to cross Dude, over would... and be you know like have a lot of similar interests like if you're working for a corporation or some industry you're like well maybe maybe these guys golf or these guys oh yeah, bike yeah, yeah or yeah. do whatever like everybody you're associated with i get the surfer, analogy yeah you know? it's not like you get to go golf with steve jobs no yeah. <laughs> like you're surfing with your <laughs> heroes if you work for <laughs> yeah you're surfing with your hero you know like it that's what's beautiful about our industry yeah is that, you know you're with especially mind- when you work in the industry and you're mixing business with pleasure. Yeah, and that's all it is, sure, really. Because right? think about it. At the and end of the day, we're, we're you know... But we're surfers. Yeah. <laughs> ironically, we're selling our lifestyle, which is based upon, like, youth and decadence yeah. and freaking... Like, I remember being in meetings to decide about the Eddie with, like, George Downing yeah. and all these... Like, you'd be sitting there, and I'm just pinching myself going... Yeah, let's... What? Yeah. I'm not paddling out of YMA, but yeah. I'll hang out. Yeah. You know? I'll design I'll a logo do, for it. I'll do the paddle out. <laughs> so what was the first year? I'll do the paddle out. Yeah. The Eddie started. So I, that was another big responsibility. Yeah, so was, you were, again, and I'm not overemphasizing the Hawaii thing. They, you know, Back then, we had a black book. It had all the heavies in the black book. You had to make sure the Eddie with the Aikau family. I mean, these are all stuff. And I'm so glad I had these, this is at least Hawaii roots. So I had a lot of, I understood a little bit. Mm-hmm. About, you know, being humble and doing can, it right. Can I interrupt and, you real quick? Yeah. So you're talking about the from from Bob McKnight. Yeah. And you mentioned it earlier. It's like you take care of these people, right? Yeah. yeah. And and that was a real thing. That like, was the first thing he told me. He pointed at Glenn McCotty and goes, just make sure this guy's happy and everybody that like, you know. What a what a crazy um, concept, right? Well, like, you it's know. Not, it, it's, it's not crazy. It's, it makes perfect sense. It makes perfect mind. sense. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, in a business world, if you just said, hey, make sure you take care of this because that's going to help everything else. Yeah. That's that's a hard <laughs> thing to uh, explain when you're saying Hawaiians. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. 
You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it's such a uh, um, the importance of what that meant, right? Yeah, I don't even. Yeah, to to what it means for the brand globally is it's 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 an intangible, right? Like yeah. well, you're like, I do. I would look at the team roster when I got in there. I mean, they obviously during you know when things got a little slimmer, I wouldn't have been the guy that wanted to do the cutbacks on that one. But yeah. you had everybody. Yeah, you had Marvin, Mickey. You had everyone. Yeah. Titus. Yeah. Every island. Yeah. You know? You had the NAR. You had the NAR. And, <laughs> yeah, and we'd go do these fashion shoots and Kauai and stuff. And it's just, you know, the boys would take such good care but of us. That, I mean, so but Quicksilver good. was invested so that Eddie, you know. Very you, much you, so. You, I, you know, when they had to pull back on that, was one the of the most prestigious thing. events. Yeah. Small, you know, like you think of small waves, but this was like a big wave. Waimea had to be. And this is before towing. This is before all be other. Five feet at a consistent rate. Right. And, you know, went run every year, but they right. would still invest. Everything every year into it, you know. Everything. Yeah. They're, they're, they didn't. They weren't getting the return of like, hey, this is going to be televised, and we're going to make, you know, it's going to be a champion or the right. event. Like, it was just, this is such a like a part of our culture and our yeah. industry, and and we're going to own it. And every yeah. year, you're responsible of. Yeah, designing it was a it. lot. Yeah. Do a lot of homework. Yeah. Understand so, understand what a makahiki game is, and just really like the deeper roots of you know, who you know, like riding waves, you know, yeah. like. So did ED come up with Eddie would go? No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Not even close. No. The iCal family, like, it was rad. There was always great ideas, and they were working. Remember, we were opening stores all through Hawaii, too, so you would partner up with some of the most iconic families, too, yeah. the Kealanas and stuff like that. So. Yeah. So, I Jake mean, Mizuno, too, right? Just, I mean, you name it. Yeah. Remember when that locomotion store had, like, a lifeguard station? Yeah. <laughs> there was so much... I find it like so fascinating. So like coming from a surfer, and I'm sure yeah. you, you know you you remember your first surf photo in the magazine, or yeah. you know like at, you know like logo. Not really, CB and KB. Were no, awesome. I know, but I'm sure you have. But, but you know, we, we had shots in the magazine. Yeah, yeah. We well, it made us all superstars at one but, point. So. I mean, how life changing that was, yes. and like an accolade. Oh, I got a photo yeah. in the magazine, and you know you're showing it off, and now you're you're making board shorts that are landing on the cover of yeah. surf magazines, yeah. Yeah. like. That's my board short. Like, yeah. how rewarding is like, dude? I'm was I'm, it really was. Was but, your parents kind of tripping on your your? Yeah, no, I could. I the, was, you know, I was on a roll. I could do no wrong. I was doing really, really well. Um, but you know, there's a dark proud, side right? to that too. My ego was freaking massive. You know, I look back and there's some incidents where I'm just like, Jesus, dude. Nice. Why did you have to think you were such hot shit? But that's what you do when you're young, and, and it actually you are hot shit. You're yeah. on a roll. You're cranking. Yeah. yeah. And everyone's telling you. Everybody's telling you they're paying you good. You yeah. know, they're part. Of, you remember what ASR trade shows yeah. were in the eighties and nineties? Yeah. <laughs> Bring a freaking ski mask. Business in the front, party in the yeah, back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's going on Bring behind it. there? Is that? Oh, that's a conference mask. room back yeah. there. Uh, to need to know. Did you hear what he said? Bring no, a ski no, mask. No. Yeah. I did. I, I was going over there, Linda. I was talking about the curtain in the back of the booth. Yeah. Like, what's going on? But back it was there? fun. And it was a good roll. Yeah. And that was a good ride. It was a really good ride. And you're at Quicksilver for 15. I was like a 12. team rider for five years. I think I worked there almost 15. I did a 20 year roll wow. run with uh, somewhere That's close to that. Crazy. That's yeah. insane. Um, and then what was, you know? And then I ran. Then Paul Nade came down to the Cosmic one day, and he just and and Nade and I had always been really good friends. I actually, when I was at Gotcha. I was one of the first guys that like went to the airport and like picked him up at LAX when he got here. Wow. Yeah. I mean, not really, but you know. Yeah. Ruiny, and then he was my boss for like two weeks, and I bailed. So like we had a friendship or something, 
and I always like Paul. Paul is rad. He's very, very authentic. Yeah. Guy, smart. Um, and after that, I felt terrible too. Like they were. What happened by the end of Quicksilver is there was a lot of stuff going on. I was getting older. There was a lot of young guys coming up. It's just the nature, you know. It's yeah. like Major League Baseball. Yeah. You know? I'm Albert Pujols now. <laughs> and. I don't, I don't I'm still hitting out of the parks. Oh, you're not? I'm a, secretly, I'm a freak Angel fan, just okay. by the way, too. That's why you know Sam are, are so yeah. tight. How many touchdowns has he got? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I could give you, like, the whiff and spin rates on freaking pitchers oh, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I got that from Sammy August, though, because yeah, he's yeah. my hero. Yeah. Um, yeah Sammy yeah. played for the Astros for just a little Yeah, yeah. He's got a hell of a little ping pong game, too. Oh, uh, dude, he's... Sammy's kind of like a funny Kelly Slater in a way. He was going to win. Yeah. Yeah. Great surfer, by the great way. Golfer, great, great golfer. Surfer, good great golfer. Good looking. Dude, he's got it all. Yeah. He, he's a... I hate him. Yeah. yeah. Tall. Like his dad, though. You know, Robert was like James Bond, really. Yeah. He was. Yeah. Great, dude, but then he would start out loud, and then he wasn't. So. Yeah. <laughs> funny story. He yeah. actually helped me quit smoking. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, because Robert used to... Yeah. Dude, Robert would paddle out with a cigarette in his mouth at Santa Nufra. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. He, uh, We were at some backyard party one day, and I was smoking a clove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, back. God. Yeah, and I was into yeah, it. Those are good know? for you. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, why, is it, because, why is it like a... I thought menthols are bad. Why is it sparkling <laughs> and popping? <laughs> he goes... I, I, and I, I mentioned it. I was like, yeah, I wish I could quit. He goes, go right. see a, a hypnotist. Oh, go, really? A hypnotist? I go, does that work? He goes, work for me. He goes, I went to a hypnotist and he told me to get rid of all my pocket tees because that's where I put Oh, yeah. Room. Robert would have left his pocket tees. Yeah. And he goes, I got rid of them and the next day I was done. I'm like, no way. That's freaky. I went and did it. It See, because I've heard of acupuncture, but I've yeah, heard of hip- I heard acupuncture can do it, but they stopped I let, letting acupuncture guys do it because it was working or something. <laughs> Like Marlboro's paying off acupuncture. <laughs> the only side effect for me is what? when a, a bell rings, I start barking. Oh. <laughs> Full Pavlov. Full Pavlov. No, so, yeah, going back to... So, yeah, so Quicksilver, and so at right up there was a certain point where uh, we were, a lot of it was being Euro. It was tripping me out a little bit because we'd got, like, uh, Rosignol, and there was a few acquisitions. Oh, yeah. And then there were some French guys that were great, but it was... I could see Bob was kind of maybe pulling back, and everybody was, like, kind of, you know... And it, it wasn't really, like, the Titanic, but it felt like, you know, we were heading towards a little bit of an iceberg because there was just a lot of stuff going on that I didn't understand what there was about, and I was getting older, too. And I looked over at what Paul was doing, and Paul was... Acquiring a lot of little bit younger brands too, like uh, VZ and yeah, and like uh, Element skateboards, and and they were kind of up and coming. Some of the things that Quicksilver were kind of like a little older, so I don't know what it was. Maybe I just I'd run my tenure out. Obviously, I burned enough stuff down. Uh, Paul brought me in. Um, I came in pretty clear-headed. Rocked that for about five years. And what was your Job. Same thing, design director, but I was doing a lot though. Because it was funny. Paul had made me work way harder. Bob, Bob was way more fun. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Maybe I was. Dude, I came with Paul, so I was doing like marketing, and then it's. Re- but he's a really hands-on guy too. Like yeah. seriously, he's, yeah, he's very detail-driven. Yeah. He knows he's every involved. aspect of his. So uh, it just seemed like I was. I was doing it, but it was rad because we were going into a Waterman thing. And God bless him. I got in the best shape of my life. Within like a year, I did Molokai race. 
we started focusing on paddle racing and stand-up. So I was going in that direction as I was, you know, 30s and 40s or whatever, kind of getting more into the whole waterman thing. And uh, so I did this stuff for Nod for about five or six years. And then that was about 10 years ago. And I started my own thing here. I just, I burned it out, dude. I'd, I'd done enough the industry, partied, all that. I just, yeah. I'd hit that my candle was burnt. Yeah. And and so at Billabong, you know, they acquired all these other brands and it was yeah. kind of like... It was fascinating. GT, VZ, so, all so that. You know, the yeah, kind, a, lot, a lot of different... Excel. A lot of different influences yeah. throughout the office, like, you know, in another, you know, different circle of... Went from Kelly to Andy. That was a whole trip, too, being really close with Kelly and designing his stuff and going on trips and then with Andy, but not as close with Andy. Andy's we're stuck with him. So so going back to Kelly, did you design a lot of, like... Yeah, he would come in. Okay. Yeah, it was rad. Yeah. Kelly was pretty hands-on. Yeah. That's crazy. (laughs) So any, any athletes that were difficult like i mean there, you didn't, there wasn't really many signature products for um that, no but it was it was cool because the one thing we established a quick early on is we we got a lot of team we were really close with the team you got to remember back then you didn't release stuff at the same time so you had to get those guys in the product about six months prior so when the magazine came out so you had to make all your best shit early yeah make it in the team sizes get to the north shore get off to a surf trip get those guys in their gear take the photos and remember that wouldn't come back around yeah. for yeah. half a year till the shit hit the so there was a lot of calendar you really had to know your calendar better now yeah. you just make something and it's freaking instant yeah oh yeah. that's so rad and then it sells i know back then you had to commit to shit like okay yeah. we're gonna do twenty thousand. you know like sure yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah a lot so of planning going back to your quicksilver days starting as board short designer and you're there for 20 years so yeah. you you must have learned and moved up in the company yeah different like yeah i was i was uh got to like a design director phase where you had people you know underneath you which is always fascinating yeah people management which is basically hr yeah it's (laughs) hard to manage people it's you know i try to be as positive as possible Mm -hmm. but you know it's obviously so nice being in my office doing my own thing now but um, yeah, we were doing, you got to remember, Randy Hill came in one day with Lisa and they go, we're going to do, Edie, we want to make your board chart small for Lisa. That was Roxy. Yeah. And that Roxy thing just exploded. And I was actually hesitant at first. My ego was in the way. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. Are you sure? And then it found out, well, girls love wearing shorts because it's not a bikini and they look yeah. cute in any yeah. board shorts and stuff. So Randy Hill had the vision and they just ran with that one and that exploded for the company. Exploded. exploded. And you had Lisa Anderson as the... You know? Yeah, we had all these like all these, you know, really pretty girls running around. Yeah. But Lisa was on her world run, world that champion, was and you had Kelly at the yeah. time, same time, just running, running. And then they were trying to start uh, Quicksilver Edition, which is kind of the water. See, that's where I saw. I was getting older, and when we started Quicksilver Edition, I went, "Oh wow, this is a big niche because yeah. these guys pay a lot of money." Yeah, not a lot of people were addressing this. So, you know, it's kind of the Hobies guys that go in and get to, yeah. the, you know. You're talking Quicksilver Silver Edition. Yeah, right? the nicer kind of men's yeah. where there was things, there was things that were going down that were kind of, I was keen to, it was like going this, there's other directions too yeah. you could go. It's, it's To a, this day, I still think no one's nailed that guy. Yeah, enough yeah. the older, older gentleman that, that yeah. has the. You still want to be hit, but you don't want to, you yeah. know, you don't want to be like you're trying so hard. Yeah. Well. Patagonia does a great job. Rain Spinner does a good job. Going back to when I said Quicksilver was like a fucking brand factory. Right, right? exactly. I mean, 
do you remember Q? Yeah, I remember Q. Dude, Q was... Yeah, it was kind of Euro. It, it went was full Euro, Euro. But it was yeah. like, what, outer known and like some of them... You know, that's a good analogy. Know? I never thought that. They had they, these Euro guys come over and uh, Robert Redding and some of these other guys, this full, you know, Euro designer guys, you know, and they're doing like nice fleece. Dude, they're doing, they do everything you wear... Yeah. Only it's the good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's not the the seventeen ninety nine stuff. It's yeah. the fifty dollar one. Yeah. Well, at that time, a couple you, more zeros on the end. Yeah. You know, Quicksilver. Wow, you know, I never thought of that. Yeah. Yeah. It was twenty years too early. Some of that. Right. Yeah. You know, who was behind that too. Was like Kent Stevens. And, yeah. You know, they were doing pirate surf at the same time too. Do you guys yeah. remember that one? Yeah. That was like the little MCD one. Yoki. Yeah, was. Yokes. That was Yokes and again. Mark Bellinger. Yeah. See, Yokes was, dude, Yokes is gnarly. We had Yokes. Now we understand to freaking Pirate Surf, too. But see, that's what, as a designer, you want to be able to pivot and change and and not try so hard, just have it come naturally. Yeah. And you look at a guy like Yokes, he's freaking, he's still good at what he does, man. But like, almost to the point where, you know, it's too good. Yeah. But bringing (laughs) us, like, you know, Q or, 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 you know, Silver Edition or all of these, it's like, Quicksilver is built relationships. They have distribution and all these, you know, big box to all the core. You know, when it started, it was the surf shops, and then it yeah. got to like you know bigger mainstream stores, and then to like the mall. And there's but that's why Holbrook had a specific job of making sure the small. It was pretty rad. What I yeah. used to watch was there were certain guys within Quicksilver that made sure the mom and pop brick and mortar surf shops. Yeah. Those guys were always taken care of. Willie made sure those guys got the good stuff. You know, and then Macy's get you got it. That's a yeah. gnarly game you're playing because it was all sure. unfolding for the first time right there. And this is pre-internet. This is still when some of my pops had good catalogs, and that was yeah. kind of interesting. You know, yeah. and so I would watch how guys like Willie and Tom Holbert, those guys would make Segment. sure that yeah, and and you would only see the gnarly hardcore surf guys got to go on the tavi yeah thing. Oh yeah, and that was a big part of it, making sure that they hey, we're still family, even though yeah. There's a giant rack up the street at, yeah. in the mall there, so it's it's a definite, and that's what I learned from Bob too. I learned a lot about that business, yeah. that fine that's balancing. Like the balancing. neat the neat thing about our industry is it came from such small, humble yeah surf shop grassroots yeah. And the nature of the beast though is like you grow, 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 grow. Of right? course, and they're a stock company too. So you yeah. gotta remember, you're screwed right there. Yeah, you're so that's kind of like when you jump the shark. Like, when do you jump the shark? Right, right. Like, but it's cool. It's a it's a bittersweet because you you like seeing um, progression and and you know yeah. being more industrious and creating more jobs, more opportunity. But then you don't like it to get too like. Well, what big. an oxymoron to come in and pop the champagne and go. The stock's at twenty. Yeah, but then you're like. And we just opened freaking, you know, yeah. this yeah. giant big box thing because of it. Yeah. It's, but there is a balance. There to, is a balance, yeah. You know, and, and it's just, you just hope that those companies from before and yeah. the future can, can yeah. you know, I'm whatever actually, their philosophy I'm, I'm really is. excited. I want to see what the next, I don't know if the golden days, I mean, I'm so blessed. I got to kind of ride, cliche, the wave of it. Yeah. Um. I really want to see what's going to happen in the future. I've been waiting for this for a while. Yeah. Who's going to be... And maybe it's never going to happen. There's never going to be a big behemoth. Yeah. But well, here's an interesting... Because they're all owned by these bigger, you yeah. know, guys. Here's an interesting question for you being, like, one of the pioneers and seeing and working for three of the fucking biggest yeah. brands in the in the world. Yeah. yeah. In the, the history. Heydays, the heydays. Not done yet. Not done yet. One more. Yet. I got one more in I, me. I want to... I want to... <laughs> don't let me forget this, but I want to 
talk about Cosmic Creek. Yes, but, please. But it's back. This question, though, <laughs> I I think is a, a you know you work for Quicksilver, Gotcha, and Billabong, yeah. um, which is a good transition into Paul Nade because he's the one that kept this thing. Yeah. Kept this thing alive. Yeah. Yeah. So so. See how I try to deflect the other guys. You, <laughs> you with with your knowledge, your experience, yeah. your your taste, and all that. Like looking at the lance, the competitive landscape now, right? What you know brands do you see that are oh, doing that's good? That's tough because I'm older and I'm way more about fit. And it's funny because when you get older, I still recognize what's cool, but then there's other things that are. The quality and the fit and yeah. the build and stuff like that. Yeah. So I think like, that's a I'm challenge gonna... for any brand is to be cool and have the marketing aspect, but you know, having product that mirrors. Yeah, that, you, know, you gotta yeah. put out good product. Yeah, you gotta, you can have that, but it's only gonna last so long, and yeah. that's only gonna last so long. It's gotta yeah. be that perfect mirror of, you know, athletes and, and marketing and and design aesthetics, but the product's gotta be freaking good. Right. You know, but. That's a tough one because I'm not going to throw out what, you know, I'll just, I can say what I've been purchasing myself lately, you you know, and you got to remember, there's a couple factors here that are kind of, I'm a big dude, you know, Um, I can still surf good, but I'm, I'm on a bigger guy. I'm a big kid. Yeah. Big fella. Um, And there's certain brands that actually, it's kind of sad. They do not want, you know, they don't want Willie Morris in their shirts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like what. I like what Patanoris. I like the Rukas have got a really good fit. I yeah. love Patagonia. It's good fits. You know, there's certain things. You know, I'm obviously a little bit more discerning. Yeah. Now about what I wear, I'm not really about too much fashion. Yeah. But I really take a lot more accountability into the way something's constructed. Um, I I work for Channel Islands. I do a lot of their creative, and when they were owned by Burton, we went through a whole series of things where, you know, I was studying where it was made in China. I was, I mean, I'm not going to get super eco and all that on you right now, but I learned a lot, a whole nother side of that, making some of their apparel, mm-hmm. which was fascinating because Burton was a little bit like Patagonia and we were, they were really careful about who was building it, what factories, you know, stuff like that. And that was another kind of rad road. They're I mean, in the technical world. Yeah, I've been, I've been doing creative for Channel Islands for about yeah. 10 years now. Crazy. Yeah, it's a great account. Yeah. And it goes back to Al Merrick and the ranch and all that yeah. stuff. And they're really good family, always really good to me. So, um, But it was cool with the Burton thing because it was kind of, I had to figure out, you know, is this hurting the environment? Is this, it went back to some of Burton's kind of F ethos, mm-hmm. That's cool. um, which was fascinating. Yeah. Which is p- kind of Patagucci-ish. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, I think that's, Kind of, you know, those, you know, you talk yeah. about Burton, which is more of a technical outerwear company, yeah. which strive to have those certifications to make it yeah, yeah. premium and stuff. And which is sometimes know, hard. It's, it's almost more of like yeah. there's certain companies I don't know if I can do it hoops. because you're jumping through so many hoops. Yeah. Just at the end of the day, the guy just wants a twenty dollar t shirt. Yeah, but you know that's the that's a tough thing. one too. But they you know? set, you know, they set the you know the bar high. The bar high. Yeah, and you know, in the last. I mean, decade, you know, there's a lot of brands that, you know, cliche, like, hey, we're, you know, environmental, we put it, you know, it was more of a marketing ploy. It was at because, first, yeah. But now it seems to be it, the yeah. more, more the norm. I totally know? agree. Which is I great. I totally agree. Yeah. I got like a Volcom full suit the other day. Yeah. I think Mackie, hey. somebody gave me a discount. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's Volcom, blue, and you thought you know? it would be that, and it was made out of limestone. It was like limestone. a standard that somebody would have made. Like, so, yeah, it's, it's gone more mainstream. A lot of the more basic products, 
Yeah. Are already recycled, already that. But the but, factories aren't yeah. going to change until they get a lot, enough pressure from the brands like, hey, this is right. what we want. You know, now yeah. they've got enough brands to where the factories, you know, now there's yeah. specific factories. It's a gnarly thing, though, because then there's certain things you find out are actually worse for the environment <laughs> by going through some of these hoops. So yeah. it's, you're always kind of trying to understand. Textiles is fascinating. Yeah. It's, it's. Surfboard manufacturer, there's so much oxymorons going on right there because you're dealing with products that. For the most part, aren't too good for the environment, yeah. and you know what's the upcycle for this stuff? You know, maybe that's good. The Cosmic Creek because we're still riding the boards. Yeah. Don't throw it away. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, you came up with Cosmic Creek. Yes, wait, over wait, wait, 21 wait, yeah. years ago. Wow. Dang. It was the first one too, by the way, because there's a lot of imitators. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I was in Hoffman Fabrics, uh, whatever. Mm, last couple of years at Quicksilver. And I kept noticing Flippy had all the boards. I mean, Flippy had all the boards. And it was kind of like, there's only a couple guys that were really collecting that many surfboards, but Flippy just collected them because they were left under the house in Hawaii houses and stuff. Like, he had everybody's guns. Yeah. Everything. Wow. And they're the real boards. Like, that's freaking Chain Hands board. That's yeah. freaking... Hey, he left there in my house. It's mine. Yeah. <laughs> so, I kept noticing. I'd go to Hoffman Fabrics, get my deal, you know, go through the archives, and I'd just be like, well, I started realizing... And being a bigger guy, uh, I want to ride these boards. I don't want to just admire them. So I struck up a deal with Flippy. I go, dude, do you think I could borrow like one wall for a weekend? And he's like, yeah, maybe if you ding them, you got to fix them, you know, like, full, like, don't mess them up. And yeah. then I'm thinking in the back of my head, oh, God, no one's going to wear a leash either. These things are going to get so thrashed. <laughs> so um, I decided that we were going to have an event. And it's I did it with Killer Dana downstairs. We laid out all the boards, started inviting some of the better guys that understood it, and then every year it got better and better. Then it turned into more of a music festival, and then the surfing thing, and then you got like Curran showing up every year, and Kelly showed up. Kelly showed up one year with Pamela Anderson, and it was the funniest thing, because Kelly's walking down the beach, and all the cameras are pointed at Kelly, and then Pam walks the beach, and everyone's camera, you know, back in the days with the big lenses, all the cameras just go that way. (laughs) That guy. Yeah. And then we had one year, I'll never forget, Donovan was in it, and he was in the finals against Kelly. And Donovan literally pulled out the worst freaking rally killer board I've ever seen. It was like a Mickey Mignos. You know when the twin fins weren't twin fins? They were like diamond tails with weird single boxes yeah. and like plastic fins. and it, Pre-twin fin. They're okay. just weird. They're almost looking like knee boards, like late 60s, early 70s twin fin. Okay. Yeah. Just, it's cosmic. He... he probably the worst board in the whole thing and he went out in this heat and I'm not sure if he beat Kelly but he gave him a run for the money I'm like this thing is the biggest piece of shit I've ever seen him it was like a Hobie positive force four that was just dilapidated and I remember it was still Quicksilver like the second year and Paul came up to me and we were watching Donovan and this is when Donovan was kind of like still he wasn't really free like he hadn't really done the Donovan thing yet he was playing in Sunchild that was his thing okay and Paul just, we watched we him, and, and Paul goes, I'm getting that. And it was funny, because Donovan got a run after that one for, like, 10 years. Yeah, after yeah. Paul saw that guy, like, almost take Kelly out on just the worst surfboard in the world. And so then Donovan and I started doing the thing every year, and he was playing, and that was great, because he brought the music. And he, and he was would, local. He was local, and yeah. he contributed a lot, and he would call up, like, Jackson Brown, and it was pretty rad. Like, he got, and the whole thing was always to be really eclectic, to keep people guessing every year, so... Yeah. Every year we'd lay out different boards, and then finally I, I, get, I got to give give Flippy back his quiver, and Paul started doing it. 
Because Paul is, has one of the most... Paul, yeah. So it was really... It worked out really neat because I was having this event as I was transitioning to work for this guy. And that was his deal. So we really kind of understood each other from like, you know, back to the Clark foam. And like, I yeah. think we had this thing in common because he's really into surfboards. Like you said, yeah. he's probably got outside of Fernando or whatever. I don't know. Where Bobby Lockhart. Warehouse. Bobby's right there. Those three guys. <laughs> no, but when you're running out of money, you sell this stuff to Paul. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> That's... Hey, I got like a new twin fin, 400 bucks. Yeah. So, but yeah, so that was cool because that, that kind of nurtured that thing and... It was really hard to leave Quicksilver. That was yeah. a tough one. And then I, I got to do that, and we did the Cosmic, and it got bigger and bigger. And by, the, you know, yeah. 15 years into it, there was heats with, like, you know, G-Love and all these, like, rock stars in their heat. I was like, whoa, this is okay. But now it's all around the world. So what yeah. Paul's done, so even though I got my own business now, I still do a joint venture with Visla. Yeah. We do the Cosmic Creek. It's international. It's in Costa Rica. It's in Brazil. It's in Spain. It's rad. I license it out, um, try to go when I can, you know, and things like that. And he's he's kept the dream alive for me on that aspect. And we, we so, just got, we're getting the permits right now. It's going to happen again this year. It was sucked to not have it last year. So. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have it this year? 21? No, no, we didn't. We just we skipped so the year. Yeah. So it would have been 22. So it's going to be the 21st, I believe. Awesome. Yeah. We can't wait. Yeah. I never made it down to one. It's insane. We yeah. got a lot of hiking guys. I've always, I've, I've, always, yeah. I've, been to, I've been to a couple, but I never, I never surfed in them. Yeah, you should because yeah. it's like it's so humbling because yeah. you see this board and you're like, that thing looks so rad, and you get out there and you're like, oh, it doesn't bog. Yeah, yeah. Well, Lockie does good. Lockie, Lockie does good. Yeah, but he cheats because he rides all those boards all the time. So. <laughs> uh, you hear that, Lockie? Yeah, my <laughs> guy. Um, so, so you, you did a five, how many at Bellabong? About five, five and it five. was, uh, for like all the Honolulu, Hawaii, it was the Waterman thing. Yeah. Got into paddle racing, did Molokai, finished like eighth one year. Damn, dude. Yeah. It was good. It was yeah. really good. It was cleansing. And then, yeah, about 10 years ago, my dad died, got a divorce, just went through the whole ringer, checked every box off, partying too much again, just everything. And finally had like an awakening and some clarity and just started my own thing and got back to roots and, and went you know what i've had a really good run yeah i want to give back to my community and i want to keep it positive and then i, I learned how to like get rid of all that ego bullshit and all that other yeah. stuff and now i'm just happy doing what i do that's cool the i'm gonna go surf after this thing and the yeah. corporate yeah. the corporate you know grind grind and, and, it, and it is even though how much well, fun you were having no, time but in your life but it's you know, now, dude, now I remember going to like the GLAN Pro when we were setting up, and I was just raging, yeah. you know, and like bawling. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like it was just such a whirlwind. Yeah. But you wouldn't. Train. But you, you were really invincible back then, too, yeah, though. There yeah. was also like the Superman factor. You had to live through that, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and everybody you were with was doing the same thing, so it wasn't like. No. You were out on your own, like. You were with the crew doing it. Yeah. Oh, Everybody dude. <laughs> and, and, you know, so it's, it's kind of like an easy thing to go through yeah. and, and participate in because it's like, well, freaking, we're well, in yeah. We're going to go surf. Well, the people are, you know, it could be anywhere, ASR, or, you know, company party at right, the right, offices. Right, 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 I mean, right. you're, but it, you know what it is, is too, it's like, it's part of the culture. Yeah. If you're in the music business, I can only imagine it's 2.0 that. Yeah. If you're in certain, you know, 
You can't. And then there's but then the, rock and roll. If but look at the crowd side. Look at the crowd side. Like you said, you're working at some Microsoft thing, and yeah. you can't. You don't get to go hang out with your hero. Oh, yeah. dude, my, you know, not even that. But so. like my wife, she's in a corporate world, and and I'm like, oh, I got sales meetings. Yeah, they had like a mimosa and like Woo! Bloody Mary bar. Like when we first oh, show up, she's like. That would never fly. Are you like kidding artists. me? They'd be like, Edie, the Brazilian licensees are here. You need to go down to Cappy's. It's 10 a.m. Just take them to lunch. But, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's having, I wouldn't live it any other way. No, I wouldn't yeah. either. And I'm so glad I survived it. Yeah. And I'm so glad I can have accountability now yeah. because, you know, it's just funny when you're young and you're on a roll, you just think your shit doesn't stink. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, it's, it's killing. So I apologize that, to everybody that I just melted. But, but what's cool, Ed, is like you know. I'm still making amends. You're yeah. still yeah. well. You're still yourself. You're still no. I get to back. be myself. I get to finally be my real self, which yeah. is really fun because you know there's a real quiet side to me, and then there's another side that I love doing those events, and yeah. I love fucking surfing with all the groms, and I love just you know giving back to the community. I do because. Yeah. Yeah. We're, again, I know this sounds so cheesy, but like, dude, we're surfers. Yeah. We're so Keep it blessed. Simple. Yeah. My so mom blessed. used to always tell me, I'd have like a crappy day at school. She'd make me take a day off from school and go surfing. Yeah. And I was like, I'd forced to say, no, I want to go to school. It was just like, huh? <laughs> I know. Because she knew yeah. that that would make me better cleanse. and cleanse. Yeah. And like, Anybody? it's not drugs. It's yeah. not. I'm telling you, dude. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Surfing is a hell of a drug. There, surfing there's is. That one, there's that one surfer meme where like the wife's like, or the, the the dude's like, yeah, my wife's, you know, pissed because I went surfing, or I went surfing instead of golfing, or whatever. I forget the the, the premise, but what it was, I went surfed, I came back, I looked like a Greek goddess, right. I'm all bronze right. and, and healthy versus the guy that went golfing. Yeah, no offense, but when back. I used to go to bed rounds, I would come home so pickled. Yeah. <laughs> you, you remember seeing that one? Yeah, yeah. it's he totally butchered it, but yeah, well, I did. <laughs> <laughs> totally made it. Not, no, no, it's, not coherent. It's, no, again, I know we throw the word cliche out, but there's nothing a good day of surfing won't. Is yeah. that a bumper track surfing? top? Track top. There's nothing is that, that a good day surfing can't cure. Yeah, yeah, but it, it is Jeff Kelly. <laughs> Jeff Kelly. <laughs> but it is simple, like you know how you know cleansing it is to go surfing, spiritual, yeah. whatever. I mean, people could it like is. break it down, whatever. But we're all going surfing after this. I hope yeah. you're not. You're going to creek with me, dude. Yeah. Ah. So clear as green as water. It's such oh a good gosh. vibe. There's no wait. I'm not going to tell. There's nobody down there. Yeah. Hey, don't tell <laughs> okay. anybody about that spot. All right. So okay. we need to get you out of here. You right. this I'm in no hurry. Gills. If I can run it. No. We're we're, we're good. Yeah. But um, we missed something. I'm gonna get home and go. Damn it! I wanted to well, we'll shout out for that episode. Guy. Episode two. But we we you know the last ten years you're going back. You're like you're doing your own deal. You have your own design. I have a little restart. Yeah. And yeah. you're doing stuff. But it was tough at first though. Yeah. I was trying to get clients. Yeah. But Channel Islands ten years. Channel with Islands has been really good. Uh, Scotty Martinson gave me a huge opportunity. Britt, yeah. Al, that's the roots thing. Now it's Nathaniel Curran. He's rad. Yeah. Um, but so I take it true. each at a time. I yeah. do. Uh, I do a lot of Hawaii stuff still. I uh, opened some stores in Maui with a good friend of mine this year, and they're Sick. already starting to take off. Sick. Good guy. Uh, I do stuff. What's the store called? I can't say. You can't <laughs> oh, say. Ka- I can say Kaialoha. Okay. Yeah. Uh, awesome. And so it's more, it's kind of like what I was doing before. Yeah. And uh, it's just cool Hawaii stuff, you know, island awesome. chain. It's it's some of it can be touristy, but some of it's actually pretty authentic yeah. and bitch and like that. Uh, Destination's a game you play because at the end of the day, people are buying. Hawaii, yeah. you know, and that's something you 
you can't overcoat it and make it too cool because somebody comes in from Nebraska, they want something that says Hawaii. Yeah. yeah. Big deal. So you're known for making board shorts and graphics and all that, but you yeah. also do fine art too. You I do fine art. I do paintings. You do and, paintings and you, yeah. you sell I wish them I did still more. do them? Or, nah, you know? not really. I mean, it's just if certain people will like commission something yeah. like that. And Main thing is graphics. I love graphics now. It's weird. It's funny. I got into the computer later, Yeah. but I was so into it that I was like a frothing grom. So it's like relearning, but yet something you already know. No, because it's when you have, this is what's so rad about graphics. When you have a fine arts background yeah. and you have hand-drawn stuff and you have art, like every one of those flat files is great art and you're able to do homemade stuff, but then you're able to scan it in and then recomputer figure, you know, when you have, when you're good at the both, you're friggin' yeah. It really works good for you. When you're only good at the computer, it's you're only really good at fine drawing. You're screwing yourself. Well, your mind's probably you're... going so fast, yeah. and it enables you to kind of like, right, go, go through that process faster or a little bit more, like. And a lot it. of it with clients is an algorithm. They're looking for a certain thing, and you've already put these folders together, so you know that you're going to use this frame from this, this image from that, and so it's a math problem. Yeah. So you're looking at the way I study like wind for creek in the afternoon is the same way. I'm putting these things together so I can nail it spot on well, for we've, you. We've talked to artists and designers, and yeah. they talk about having to go to the library and yeah. you know, yeah. go photo scan, go to the microfilm, yeah. and 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 yeah. you know having to pull yeah. like how tedious and long and the process, you know. Where yeah. now, like I said, you have the worldwide web, yeah. and you but have not always though because what's really worked in my favor because like a lot of my dad's old stuff that he left me, a lot of those old surf shops oh, and cart foam and. I have a lot of uh, Bishop Museum books from Hawaii and so living in Hawaii and stuff like that. Yeah. Is a lot of those aren't on computer too, wow. though. Yeah. So you want to like you, yeah. A, a, a huge thing is digitizing. Yeah. Digitizing your uh, library. Yeah. So if you ask any magazine or any like Jeff Devine, they're they're always they're taking their old slides and making them new again. Yeah. They're digitizing. Um, so. Full circle. And what's cool it's is full circle. What's cool about you too is you're, you're are you the president of the dana point yeah yeah, yeah. that's been my probably my <laughs> it takes a lot out of you because it's, it's primarily pro bono yeah. most of the time yeah um but it's been so good for me spiritually because the city helps me the communities in me it's all families yeah. uh, we're kind of more of a working class surf club you yeah. know we're a lot like uh, i love Chaz because Chaz and i understand that we both it's uh Mayberry Town. Yeah. You know, everybody knows each other. And you're saying Chaz. We might not, Chaz yeah, like, because Seal Beach is so much like us. Yeah. We're the, a little Mayberry, right? Yeah. Is it Chad Wells that's up there, too? Yeah. yeah. Those guys are classic. Ch sh Chad's the president. Yeah. yeah. So him and I share a lot in common because it's a small town. We might not have all the pro surfers like yeah. San Clemente. Yeah. But, you know, we're like Newcastle. You know, we're like that working class. You know, the guy still rips, but he's a paramedic. Yeah. And the guy... The, the gal's, you know, super good, but she doesn't really do contests, and she works at the chart house. You yeah. know what I mean? We're not like, San Clemente's a whole other animal. Yeah. You go down there, man, they got the big trophy. Yeah. And I love them, and I love I love Laguna Boys, I love San Clemente. We're all, you know, yeah. growing up here, you love all your brothers, but each town, yeah. and we're more, you know, Tyler Warren, a little more groovy. Like, if yeah. we had longboarding in West Coast board riders, we'd fucking crush it. <laughs> we have, like, world longboard, like, yeah. you know, it's scary. But Maybe that's an addition that Brillo. needs to be added, <laughs> no, right? I don't think there's enough time. They need a no, whole weekend yeah, now. That's true. If you brought in longboarding, it would actually open the thing up way bigger. Yeah. But that's, yeah. I you know what? I, I mean, it is, you know, I like the one day in some, some situations because, you know, people are busy and families and travel and, 
but a two day would be awesome. Two day would be to, awesome to do to be able to like. It's a lot though. Even the one day is a it lot. Is, it is a yeah. lot. It's a long day, but uh, I mean, have you been to one? It's endless. Yeah. It's yeah. I mean, you're drained because Bro. unlike the groovy surf experience, it's like a football game. You're you know, on the edge you're of your yelling. seat for ten hours. <laughs> hey, we don't want me come in. Like that, it's like that. it's the only time surfing's ever been a team sport. Yeah, which is so not what surfing is. Yeah, but but, but it's fun. It's so fucking yeah. fun. But you're, you're the guys you looked up to. The guys. Oh, dude, I'm heckling. Yeah, yeah. the guys. The guys you <laughs> that, competed that against your whole career or life, and then the younger crew, and the aspiring pros, and then you know it's like yeah, that Jack's everything. event, right? Yeah, we sat on the beach for what six hours, eight yeah, hours, yeah. and cheered our fucking brains out and hung. I love the old guys' heat. Yeah, it's the best. But I kept heckling like yeah. Oh. Oh, you got three Gadowskis brothers? Oh, I know. That's fair. I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> but we're, right? we're cheering on every club. And yeah. We want we want the surfing level to be raised. And it's not... Dude, but that, you know what? That's always been with San Clemente. I've yeah. dealt with that since CB and our kids. The Condor? Yeah. yeah. Getting Condor, his, uh, yeah. Getting his fucking 9... No, like he got the 9.5 or 9.0. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Peter Mill. I yeah. love that. I had a heat with like Rufo. And I'm like, dude, 30 years ago, you were like yelling at me yeah. on the rig and Steve yeah. Dude. And now I'm gonna heat with you, and we're all like, "Yeah." But, but again, it's it's all in good fun and, and yeah. competitive. It's insane. But we're rooting for everybody to rip. Like yeah. you know, Pete Mel came in from that one, and we're just like, right. we're oh, so pumped yeah. right. that we want the bar raid. We want everybody right. to rip and have a good time. But of course, you want to win. Right. You know, yeah. at the end of the day, you want your team to win. I love when it's the guy it's and he's just freaking stumbling up the beach. He's yeah. so Five, tired because people forget when you got to run this thing. Like I can go out and shred a wave or two, but like when, when I'm running and stuff. Yeah. It. 15 20 uh, minute heat and you 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 really only need to catch one wave one wave i tell everyone to be good you can catch three but yeah. what i tell our guys is two and try Back to do up. two good turns yeah. just i mean it's so hard to go hey go out there and get a six yeah yeah it's like it's like to go get two waves yeah. take your time you got like 20 minutes 15 20 minutes two waves try to just do two like it's an algorithm again it's funny yeah. how things are algorithm economics yeah, 40, yeah. fashion you got yeah. 40, it's all, it's 40 all athletes yeah. you got 40 athletes and you just need them all to be get in on yeah. time get you know yeah. get a decent score we don't need eights all day yeah. although those do help you know yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a it's a very fun simple yeah. simple just go out there we have guys you know manufacturing here's the other thing that's a, a rad about this you'll have great surfers yeah but to surf a heat and manufacture is yeah. is next level stuff, and yeah. that's where you're like, come on, get out, guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Huntington's one of those yeah. towns, and we do really well because I think we got those pros that are experienced yep. and that high caliber. Yep. We also got that kind of blue collar guy that that's our serves guy. more than yeah. you know most. He's down people. there, Don Patrol. Yeah, yeah so we got a lot of like you know uh, surfers that are are watermen. They're right, in water right, 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 right. all the time. And, yeah. But they're kind of unnoticed, and you're like, "Wow, that guy, yeah. that guy's freaking good," you yeah. know. And I think every club has that. Yeah. But it's just so rad. So here's this yeah. is a, this is a good place to pivot off this. So with that said, what I noticed is, you know, for years we had to deal with San Clemente, and there. So because my dad had that win and see background, yeah. So I noticed the clubs were obviously coming off the Aussie thing. I get that. I've seen it down there. I've been yeah. to Newport. You know, Tommy and all the things where they have the beer gardens. People get married. It's club culture down it there. So you know, you're in your nippers or speedos and you're doing lifeguards and surf club and all that clubby stuff. So I thought that was really good. But because we're great surfers here, I go, you know what? We got to add a little bit more to this. So my role in the beginning was I kept looking back at how the Win and Sea Club and all those guys would have fun. They'd get on a bus, go up to Malibu, they'd have parties, the Ho they'd meet the Hobie guys. I go, I want to 
introduced a lot more stuff. So three years ago, I go, okay, we're going to lay out some stuff that's going to be totally unique to surfing, meaning we're going to give out a scholarship. We're going to do fishing trips. We're, what, I, what I did is I added what's so unique about the Dana Point Surf Club is when you're a member, you get to do all this other crap and you don't have to go out and post fives, yeah. which I think has separated us and also has set the benchmark for a lot of other clubs. Like I've talked to Benji and he finally got it. They got a nonprofit. And yeah. then I'm always telling these guys, get with your city. It's not easy. We're a small town. I get yeah. that. Chaz and I are easy. We know the sheriff. We know the freaking mayor. Yeah. It's probably a lot harder in Huntington or Newport, right? Where you're dealing with like a lot more, you know, Rock city or whatever. Yeah. But with their support, that's key. Get the nonprofit. Start giving back. Start. We, we do this one thing every year. It was the best thing. It's better than any contest I've ever done where we, they gave us the city trolleys. Like, the, you know, the outdoor free trolleys. Yeah. We went into San Juan, went to the Boys and Girls Club there, picked up all these, like, underprivileged after-school kids, yeah. you know, uh, mostly Hispanic, took them down to the Boneyard, took them surfing for the day with, like, pros and stuff like that. And it was, like, I had kids coming up to me going, that was the best thing I've ever did. Not the kid that learned how to surf, the kid that, you oh. know, the local Creek kid. Yeah. He goes, that was yeah. insane. Yeah. And, like, those things, that's what the And that's, like, that's made me full circle. Yeah. Because, like, I can now go, okay... Dana Point and all this has given me yeah. so much. I was so spoiled. I'll give you one last thing. It was kind of cool. You ever watched that Muhammad Ali series, Ken Burns? I think so. Muhammad Ali looks at the camera and he goes, service is the rent you pay for your life or something like that. I just, again, I, I butchered it. I butchered it. <laughs> but it was like, yeah, that's the rent you pay yeah. for having a good life. You got to you gotta give back like something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And for all the good and bad stuff I did, I want this last kind of like ED, whatever you want to call it. It's just about this. And yeah, I get, I get burned out at times. You know, you're dealing with a lot of egos. When you get to the contest thing, oh my God, that's a yeah. can of worms. Yeah. But doing that other stuff, like the luau or the fishing trip. When we take all the little kids fishing yeah. and the wharf helps us, like that's our sponsor. We don't have a big sponsor. We need a sponsor. Yeah. But like Dana Wharf helps us. And I get parents that call me and go, you've created a monster. I'm like, what? Do you know we got to go to the tackle store all the time and all that. You know what I mean? Like, we're turning kids onto other stuff outside of yeah. just three to the beach. Yeah. And to and me... And plus, healthy action. Healthy. And yeah. it's all parents. You know, the moms, the dads, well, that's and the kids. The thing. It's, it's not you dropping your kid off at a surf event. It's for right. the family. Right. And like you said, a lot of these... Well, this church's people. contest? Yeah. There's moms... I mean... There's dads and moms and daughters, and it's pretty rad. Yeah. It's like the, the Peter Mel thing. You got, like, his but kids in it, the dad's in it. The, but, yeah. the, you know, there's a Boothy. lot. Of, and we always bring up there's a lot of entitled kids. And there's Big a time. lot of money kids surfing that come from family. Heck, with, yeah. With, you know, that could provide. And then there's kids that, that don't have that kind of, yeah. you know, resources. So, you know, this is a great club or organization that yeah. allows those kids to be involved in something bigger than them that yeah. they could also get help from the pro yeah. local pros and like you said man it's it's not just for the surfers like it's community like you could still for everybody well, you can you can go down this route if you just and that's that's good because yeah. there's contests and some cities are more about the competitive side of it yeah but you, you know the, the the organization isn't just for the competitors no. like it you can, can be, you can, yeah. you can sign it's up. for the community it's you, a surf community if you yeah. want to support the, the community and support right. these kids surfing and these type of events you can become a member of your local surf right. club right and not you know there's a participant pay and then there's like a, you know and that's what we do yeah we have kind of our comp side of it yeah and a lot of those guys they don't really care about a lot of the and then we have this family side which it's like once a month we usually do something bitching in the community yeah, yeah. 
Um, and it's it. been great. I mean, so yeah. that's been like three years yeah. now. But it, it's it's a lot. It's a you lot. You know what I mean? Like it's a it's my other little like thing I don't get paid for. Yeah, Full time job. <laughs> but I'm so stoked. But I got Pat O'Connell, so he's next president. Sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm so stoked that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, he's that, a freak. Here you, go. you know, our good friend Casey Bowerwee. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Moreno. Andy Williams. Andy Williams. Ziggy. Yeah. Those guys are the the brainchilds of, of West Coast yeah. board riders, you know, and, yeah. you know, thanks to Don Meek, who's taking the baton. Those guys are doing a great job. Making a big, but yeah. Back to that whole brand thing, it might not be a brand. It might be more of a movement. Yeah. The yeah. thing I went to last night with Tyler Warren, it felt like Sick. a movement. Every yeah. You know, it was all these young people, and there was so much energy. It felt yeah. like going to a surf movie in the 70s. Yeah. And... It was packed for yeah. two showings, and and Tyler had this little art show before. I mean, it was done really well. He That's thought cool, out the man. whole thing. I was so blown away. I felt yeah. I'm really tired right now because I'm like fried. I got I was screaming last yeah. night at a surf movie. Yeah, in fifties. Yeah, you know we I mean? haven't done That's that awesome. in a long time. You need that. We just you need a that. real surf. Yeah, I know surf <laughs> movies. Man, I'll tell you what needs to come back is serving on the big screen yeah just yeah getting together like yeah, we're heckling, you know, everybody you see all the cute girls yeah. and the dudes hey, larger what's live up? screen yeah. the sound you know it's always better when it's not blaring out of some big it's speakers so and yeah. people are cheering like yeah. you get the vibe the energy level just but tyler's not like a pro you know he's not like your main and he's learned to kind of like got and, I felt, you and, and in a weird thing i was so proud of him because he's an extension of what i tried to do do you yeah. know what I mean? You don't have to be in the top fifteen to, to make a good living, and he makes killer boards, and he's he's doing well. Yeah, yeah. And he had a movie about himself. That's the so whole cool. movie is about himself, and I actually did not get, you know, yeah. I watched it. Yeah, we yeah. talk about that. Like, I mean, for the nineties and early two thousands, it was like the surfing change. was a jock sport. You know, kind of became all tour yeah. and everything, and then free surfing. You know, little bits like oh, there's a couple free surfers here and there, and now it's like. There's, right. you know, There's so many aspects. Social media and, and accessibility, yeah. and you don't have to like live and die by the magazine right. or the, uh, a big corporate sponsor. Yeah. Like you're able to find a niche, and if you're good at your craft or you got something unique or you got good design right. or business sense, like yeah. you could be successful. You it's, can. It's a trip because you know we were talking about how econo- economic uh, yeah. affects what goes on in, in our it does. in our world, right? Look at COVID. Yeah. We couldn't play team sports, yeah. so everybody went surfing. Yeah, and, that's, and the surf industry, ironically, boomed last yeah. year due to a f- pandemic. Silver so, lining. That in, makes no yeah, sense. That was a silver lining. I was, but I wanted to also just like, how crazy is it, right? Surfing is so hot right now mm-hmm. because of COVID, because of the Olympics, because of wave pools, and because... The board riders. Board Riders Club, right? Because the West and Coast it's not board just riders. pro surfing; it's yeah. groovy guys, it's and shapers, and yeah, it's yeah, girls on longboards. Yeah, dude, girls are so many girls surfing right now, yeah. and out in the water, it's, it's it's crazy. Yeah, back to your one point, though. And I'm sorry, I'm going back again. Yeah. One of the most fascinating things when I was at my Quicksilver deal was being with Bruce Raymond, and he had the vision to take the tour to G Land and Fiji. That because you because I remember that because. If I was in the 90s, I wouldn't want to be a pro surfer in the 90s. Remember how bad the locations, yeah. manly, just closeouts. You know, it was more about bathrooms and yeah. parking than it was about the actual and surfing. S- yeah. And like how many parking lots there are. And so I remember being in those, I'll never forget it, being in those meetings with uh, Bob, and, but mainly Bruce Raymond had this vision where we're like, no, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna video it yeah. and send the video back and sell the videos. We're gonna go to Tavaroa. Uh, we're gonna go to 
GLint. We're going to go to all the best waves in the world. Yeah. And that being at the beginning of that, even though that's more of the marketing side, that's maybe where I get some of my marketing from, is having the balls to do stuff like yeah. that. We're going to get the indie straight and we're going to go all through the mentor wise. No one had that thought was of that so, shit. That was so incredible. That, that was all like, yeah, you know, that, and then that, you make the movie video and then put it out six months later. So again, the calendar was just whack yeah. back then. Yeah. No, I'm I'm stoked that people took chances like that, you know, and we're we're doing it now. Yeah, know, like yeah, I mean wave pools. Wave yeah. pools. Are you fucking kidding? I me? still haven't gone to Kelly's. I want to get. I want to take the club there. It's some Pat can maybe work his magic. Oh, dude. Pat's the guy. He knows everybody. Everyone loves Pat. He's you gonna. Need, all yeah, right, he's you, gonna make you a need, perfect. You need president. a big sponsor to to pay for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm but, sure Pat can do something. Yeah. 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 And don't forget to invite late night with Chalky though. Yeah, yeah. Why don't we do it from there? <laughs> I'll show you the ropes. I'll show you how to like where to take off and uh, just yeah. You need us. Yeah, you need us. Uber <laughs> coaches. No, that place is incredible. But um, you're incredible and thanks for yeah. Thank you. Know, this is TV. fun. Let's yeah. wrap it up. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was great. There's you know the future's bright. The future's Seriously. bright. But let's, dude. You come from uh, surfing royalty. Thank you. you. Know, your, yeah. your your parents were. I'm humbly uh, appreciative. But nothing of all was given to you. Yeah. Just, just the doors that were open. No, no, no. And you it worked, wasn't. And dude. you yeah. had a talent, and everything. You it's know, was... it's not too many times that we get to meet somebody like you. You oh, know. Okay. That that comes from surfing royalty. Yeah. You know, and and dude, who else in the world has gotten to drive around and meet all the surf shops yeah. and shapers? You know, that's as a girl. pretty fucking cool. Yeah. And you took your talent, you know, not and and became something, you know, and got a degree in in yeah. fine arts, which is, you know, you could have just fucked off and not done that and still nah, been dude, an artist. It's funny. I remember being in classes where I had to study. Like they would do this thing where they'd put up a slide, and you'd have to know the era, the artist, the you know baroque period. You'd have to know so, so much yeah. shit about fine art. Yeah. It's all those things like back to geometry. Yeah. Am I ever gonna use this shit? Yeah. Uh, but it, it like it was we talked insane. about the other yeah. day like what creates perfection right a diamond well I think it's this Maybe perfection I... and a diamond takes pressure yeah and there's flawed diamonds too yeah. that are still GIA certified <laughs> hey if, if your last name is diamond does he have a leg yeah. up dude <laughs> no but it's the one thing I learned too and I think this is key is McKnight used to always bug me with this one you're only as good as your last line. Oh, my yeah. god! And so it's kind of what I've always thought is, like, look at a, a musician like Beck. I went and saw Beck a couple weeks ago. Amazing. So it, I don't ever want to just go through the drawers and go, yeah, I was this and blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm bitching, and I did this in 1982, and that's great, you know? But you never want to rest on that shit. Yeah. Because, you know, you're only as good as your last line, meaning, you know, I might, I might not ever be as good as at one point or anything. I feel like I'm a better designer than I ever was just because the you know, where I'm at right now and stuff like that. But if you're still positive and moving forward, you know, like her, fuck, Herb's probably more stoked to go surf now than he was, you know, you're just yeah. like, dude. I want to find that stoke. You know, there's yeah. guys like that, John Peck, there's these old dudes. I, yeah. You know, that's the goal. Yeah. Joey Cabell. Yeah. I want to be that dude on the sailboat that's still pretty fit. Yeah. You know, rocking into that little bay and dropping in and, you know, who well, the fuck was that guy? Well, you've seen a lot of people. That's the goal. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, dude, I had all the money. I had the nice house, everything. And there's nothing that 
that going to creek in a half hour not you know is yeah. so much more bitching yeah than when i was driving around in a freaking convertible mercedes with like wax melting on the leather like well, what well like you mentioned <laughs> like you mentioned earlier like in the heyday you know you're you're yeah you could take anything yeah. on like you're just yeah party whatever i could still surf and now you're at a, a phase in your life where you're like hey i've watched friends and parents and people pass oh it's heavy and it's heavy especially know, right now use themselves that just can't even like paddle out or they gave up on surfing and and surfing is the fountain of youth and it you is know, if you if you could keep that stoke and 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 what that does just and for still yourself, maintain a lifestyle yeah. like you work on yourself yeah. and then how that has flourished into like what right. you're doing now and giving back it's just like it goes hand in hand you yeah. know yeah. staying positive yeah. You know, being yeah. psyched on surfing yeah. and how that versus being selfish. How, do, how and I'm be, the man, yeah. and you yeah. know, it's all about me. It's self-destructive. Well, I've also learned this too, which is kind of gnarly because I got caught up in this too. Is localism is a cancer? Yeah, I've gone down that road where you know you're Mister Freaking Ooh, just stink guy. Yeah, I can't do it. It uh, just it goes against everything, especially uh, too when you're like when you're like I spent every summer in Kauai on like the west side. Yeah. Dude, when you're 14 years old, but you're six feet tall and you're yeah. blonde, you're looking like you're about 16, 18 yeah. and you're just getting like, so you get, you get humbled yeah. so quick yeah. and like, I never, it's so hard because there are a couple of nicks and crannies around here that we kind of still protect a little bit and it's so hard to be like, I just rather be, it's what I tell everybody in the club, you're a brand not, you're not even a brand, sorry. You're an ambassador of Dana Point. Yeah. yeah. So when you go out there, when you go up to Santa Cruz, you know, I'll, We'll call Peter Mill, meet with his kids, whatever, yeah. like, like, be an ambassador, be a good representative. It's like, it goes back to the Duke and Aloha and what really that means. Yeah. You know what I mean? You yeah. can, you want to know the best way to be a gnarly local is paddle out the back, get the best wave, do something bitching and blow their mind. And then people just sit back and go, who the fuck was that guy? Yeah. That's, you know. Lars working on his temper. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I got burned at Northside yesterday and yeah. I was like. But you'll, you'll just have such a better well, day because of the days where I am kind of grumpy in the water. My whole day's yeah. weird. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. It's like the stars. Hey, on there'll the be yeah. another wave. And there'll be another wave. Dude, how many waves have we ridden? We, I mean, we've, when somebody goes, when somebody looks at me like out of creek and I'm like, I, I can pull back and let some waves go because I've ridden so many fucking yeah. waves out there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in no rush to catch every set wave. I've, yeah. I've ridden every set wave out there. I'm yeah. so blessed. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. okay, guys. Let's leave it at that. Is that good? Yeah. Is there more? Dude. Yeah. No. Jesus. ED. Yeah. Thank you so much. And I'm much. tired. Yeah. <laughs> How did I do this hungover back then? Right. I'd be so sweaty and crispy. <laughs> yeah. You look good. You look like you're ready for a surf. I am. Right now. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to go to the creek with me, boys? Uh, no. We, we, wish we, we got, could. I got family kid obligations. Oh, pretty water. Yeah, I know. Uh, hey. Little, little G-string circle yeah. around a freaking umbrella. But Next time we'll do it for sure. <laughs> yeah. Ed, okay. Thank this you. has Come been back. amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, keep Appreciate up the good work. Uh, Try designing for Channel Islands. Designing for yeah. the Your Hawaiian little, company. A little Dahui too, bro. Yeah, Dahui. Dahui. <laughs> and uh, and being you know being involved you. in the, the Dana Point yeah, Surf Club. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. We're blessed. Yeah. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you. Aloha. Aloha. <laughs> Peace. Bonsai bowls, hands down, the best bowls. Period. Seven locations. Two in Hawaii, five in Southern California, bonsai bowls. Go get some. Caliente Southwest Grill. 
clean, healthy Mexican food. Everything is made fresh daily using produce from local farms. Their salsa, their dressing, and even their marinades are made from fresh produce in-house, so almost all of the menu is naturally gluten-free and extremely clean. Family-owned, showing local love for 22 years. Check out their website, calientesouthwest.com, for all your party pack and catering needs. You could also call them at 949-515-0909, calientesouthwest.com. Ashland Hard Seltzer, made from all natural ingredients. No sugar, zero carbs, gluten-free. Great taste and guilt-free good times. Ashland Hard Seltzer. Shade Sunscreen, the best sunscreen for all surfers. Shade Sunscreen, it's been around since the sun. Shade, Shade. Sunscreen. Clearweather is a family-owned footwear brand started by our friends Josh and Brandon Brubaker. They are driven to create their own path in the corporate sneaker world. Less corporate, more independent. Clearweather. Clearweatherbrand.com. Fuwax is the best, ickiest, stickiest wax in the game. Fuwax. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please give us a five-star rating and spread the word. Special thanks to our good friends, James Williams for our awesome artwork and Justin Reynolds for the amazing music.